All right, man. First of all, all right, this DPS podcast, this this is episode 47. I was about to say it wrong. Episode 47. Y'all got me in my feelings right now because yeah, you need to calm down. No, man. listen, calm listen, down. listen, listen, man. I wouldn't even look. You got slow-mo over here reading the comment section while I'm over here trying to set the stream up to make sure we don't have audio issues and, and, and desyncs and stuff like that. And y'all over here being super uh disrespectful up in the chat. But you know, I love you guys anyway. But um, it's your that's boy. not what you said before we went live. <laughs> yeah, that's I said all y'all. I said every last one of y'all make me sick. And he was like, "Oh, you talking about our community, the ones that support us?" I said, "Yeah, they still make me sick." <laughs> but I still love y'all, man. I still love y'all. But um, Big yeah, Mike says ten hours, ten hours, ten later. hours later. No, listen, listen, man. I missed you guys too, man. It's um. Let's get this started. Uh, Damage per second podcast episode forty-seven. It's been uh, a couple of weeks since it's been on my channel, but we had a great time on Slowmo's channel last week. If you didn't check out that episode, we, we did. did. We did have three bid over there, and uh, that was a shout out to him. It was a great show, man. He kind of opened our eyes up to a lot of stuff that we kind of didn't know about development and games and stuff like that. And he had some really good. Um, takes on some of the stuff we talked about last week so make sure you check out slow-mo's channel if you didn't which most of you guys probably already have but you know what y'all should share that thing go back and share that after this stream so we can get some more um some more views on that too but um as always i'm with my boy slow-mo backslap slow-mo what has been going on with you sir man i've been playing games man i've been playing a whole lot of games doing a lot of work too you know but been trying to balance that with family and stuff you know how it is but definitely been playing a lot of games we're going to talk about those games uh in a minute but uh, i do appreciate being back uh dps uh another thursday night definitely gonna appreciate us getting into these topics because like i think we've kind of missed like there's a lot of stuff that's happened since last thursday a lot of not not like stuff stuff but like a lot of talking uh discussions talking points that people have been been uh really debating on on twitter and other uh, arenas of social media since we last did the show and you and i uh for once really haven't been on anything else like like together <laughs> since last Thursday. So we actually really haven't discussed this stuff together. So it's going to be you know pretty interesting. I don't really know your perspectives on things on on, on some of this stuff, but uh I, I got an idea, but I, I guess we won't well, have that's to. That's what kind of happens when you're not doing 30 podcasts in one, <laughs> in one week. <laughs> Facts, not not just much. you, me too. I mean, I I only jumped in for the last half of um Brap uh on Wednesday because I was helping my wife um pack for her trip that I'm you know, got left at home for, but you know, neither neither yeah. here or there. But um, you know, helped her. Yeah, for I didn't trip. make it at all. I didn't make it at all. I, I, I yeah, you didn't I make had it at work. all. <laughs> I, I, I was knocked out you get, <laughs> trying you to get pissed at people from other countries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we ain't gonna get, we ain't gonna get into yeah, we ain't details. Gonna get it. We just, ain't gonna get it, it, it was work related, and 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 it's still not resolved, unfortunately. Oh, but man. it is what it is. No, but, no. Um, what you what you been playing, man? Uh well I I did play some Hades um jumped into that which we are going to talk about that in a couple of topics later on um mm -hmm. 
me, Luke, and Taz have been beating our head up against this strike called the Glassway. We decided to um in Destiny. Yeah, we decided to go okay. after our Conqueror title, which is beating all the Grandmaster Nightfalls in the game um that are available right now and if you do mm. that you get this you know you get this tag on your character it's like one of the most prestigious ones in there we wasn't really thinking about going for it but um luca well taz wanted to get it then lucas saw that it was a possibility and we was like okay let's do it and let me tell you bro luca is so pissed right now about this freaking nightfall she's up to like 47 tries or 41 tries on it and wow it's ridiculous, bro. It's like some hard stuff. I'm at like 21, so my my level of um my level of frustration hasn't really hit the apex like hers has. So we had to kind of take a break in the middle of last week, and like it was it was crazy. We was like, we can't do this. We we literally stopped playing Destiny, which you know is kind of hard for us. We stopped playing for like three yeah. four days because it was like such a drag on our psyche. And then we went back in there, I want to say on Tuesday or Wednesday. No, Tuesday we went in there. And, bro, we played it like six or seven times again and just keep getting to the end and dying. Keep getting to the end and dying. And it, it has one of those mechanics like if your whole fire team wipes at the end, it boots you to orbit. So you have to start yeah. the whole thing over. And these runs, they're not, I mean, they're not long runs, but they're not shorty. They're not, you know, getting to the boss room. We're doing it on an average of like, 27 to 20 like 22 to 27 minutes on average of getting to the boss room just to be in the boss room for like five minutes and then all of a sudden all types of chaos ensues and the whole thing just falls apart so um i don't know i don't know if this is going to happen we're going to make one more attempt of it because it's a certain weapon called anarchy that luca wants to try to get so we're going to try to you know do a lot of um a lot of stuff to try to like unlock that gun for it and give it one more good try at the end but that took up the most of my week because i it, it, that was that takes a time commitment but the little bit that i didn't play that i did jump on hades and then i did jump on um i tried to jump on outriders to see if it actually worked <laughs> it still don't work does it it doesn't work for me i can't it doesn't, it doesn't work for me i, I, I mean i only log uh, in yeah, I, I can't log in on Xbox. I can log in on PC, but on Xbox, I still I haven't tried in, in, in months, but when I first got my Xbox Series S, I attempted to log in just to see if like the same issue that had been plaguing our homie uh Lord Cognito from the IOP yeah. would actually happen to me and it did. Like I could not log in and I just uninstalled it. Yeah. And I, I haven't tried again. But you've you've tried in the past week and it still doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, I is, tried you know multiple what? ways of doing let's, it, bro. Let's 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 let's, let's hold off talking yeah, about we'll, that. We'll, we'll that's, get... that's, a, that, that's a, a part of the topic later on. Yeah, you know, exactly. but um I, I I'll briefly talk about some of the stuff that I've been playing that isn't a part of the topic. So I finally am completely done with Scarlet Nexus, which is still as of right now. Game of the year. Uh well, it's my game of the year, but I know it's not even gonna get nominated for game of the year. It may get nominated for other other like uh maybe like a action adventure or or RPG uh um um, you know, nominations at the at the Game Awards, but it's not going to get anywhere close to Game of the Year. Game of the Year is 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 extremely biased for Game of the Year. Just just keep it a buck. Like mm -hmm. it has nothing to do 
with what is really the best game that came out, but more to do with what is the best game in, in particular genres that came out or by particular developers. But like we can we cannot get into that. We don't have to. Um, but uh, I I did finally finish Kasani's playthrough. So I've finished Yuido and Kasani's playthrough and unlocked the mode where you can actually go back in and kind of pick and choose certain chapters from either to 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 play up from either story. Uh, I didn't do any of that. Um, I actually probably need about like five more achievements on Steam to to get a hundred percent achievements but i don't really care for that stuff like that so i only only actually care about stuff like that about particular games but didn't really care about it about scarlet nexus so i just went on ahead and uninstalled it i have been playing oh today i played 12 minutes which is uh extremely uh interesting i i think that game is going to be I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that this is going to be the kind of game that people are going to play and they're either going to love it or they're going to hate it. Mm. And I say that because I can see people being frustrated with the limitations of the game and I can see other people enjoying the, the, the gameplay loop, the gameplay design. So, so for example, like, if you're into puzzles, if you're into problem solving, if you're into analyzing a situation, looking at all the angles and figuring out what's the best solution to to push forward through it, you're going to enjoy 12 minutes. If you don't like being hindered by the, a game design, like let's say, for example, you figure out a way to get... Uh, the because because there's like you 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 understand what the story what what the premise is right right yeah yeah there's you're you're the husband your your wife you come home to your wife some cop shows up kicks in the door and then he either beats you to death or he kills both of you or something like that and then when that happens it loops it's a time loop it's basically Groundhog Day in a video game it's a pretty pretty cool idea. There will be times, and I'm not going to spoil you anything, of course, but mm-hmm. there will be times where you can, like, get a one-up on the cop, and the game's just like, nope, <laughs> that's not how we want you to do this, so we're not going to let you. I mean, like, this this guy will be Houdini. You can have him handcuffed, and he'll just like, you know, hey, I'm, I'm going to whoop your ass with, 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 with you know, my, my handcuffs behind my back. Like, how? Like, oh, I'm, oh. I know that you're hiding in the closet. How'd you know that? Like, I wasn't making any noise. I'm going to open the closet door with my teeth or something. It's just like, where, how, how are you doing this, dude? But he does it somehow. And, but I am, am enjoying it so far. I think I've made some good progress. Shout out to Big Mike and a number of the people that are in the chat now that were in the stream uh, watching me and, and giving me suggestions on what to do and, 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 and calling me a murderer for some of the choices that I made. <laughs> that's, just, well, that's, that's typical slow-mo, though, in a game like that. Hey, look, man, I had to think outside the box. I said, you know what, let me, how about I just kill everybody? Let, 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 let's see what happens if I kill everybody. Because what I was really doing was trying to find ways, because I knew I would like, if I kill everybody, that's not going to be the way the game ends. It's going to restart the loop. But there's information that you find out that 
you can use for your next your, your next loop you know so that's what i was really trying to do it, it, it worked it worked like i i figured some things out I, i've made progress and i think i probably will stream it again um maybe tonight after the show if i if i'm not too tired or or tomorrow i'll stream i feel like i'm close to finishing it but uh i, I streamed it for about three three and a half hours i i enjoyed it i'm, I'm enjoying it so far are you gonna play 12 minutes yeah i am where, where are you playing it at right now well, I'm playing it. It's available on it's available on on PC and and Xbox. I'm playing it on Xbox because it's available on Xbox Game Pass but not PC Game Pass. Yeah. So, I figured, you know, let me go ahead and just play it on that instead. Play it on that. Um, play it on little man, huh? Yeah, playing on the Series S. I mean, like it's, it's I mean, the, the entire game takes place for 99 percent of it takes place in that apartment that little one bedroom apartment there is the only other time where it's not in the apartment is when you're in the hallway at the very very beginning of the game that walks to the apartment mm-hmm. otherwise it's like in the apartment like little man can handle that i mean it's like <laughs> i mean come on <laughs> so so it's uh but you know you know it's a it's it's it's, it's an interesting game um, no mike there's not gonna be a 12 hour stream tonight i don't think so <laughs> hey. if i if i can't finish it if i if i decide to stream then stream it again tonight if i can't finish it in like an hour or two then this is going to be put off for another time but no it's um it's, it's a pretty cool game it's a Man, pretty cool game I, but like i said these streams from slow-mo on a on a work day <laughs> Hey, hey, look, look, this this has been my my goal because I play so many different games. I, I kind of figured, like, let me go ahead and, and, and stream a lot of the games that I play. And, you know, it kind of converse with with uh, with the people that follow and 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 kind of let them see, like, my my thought process with some of the games and, and why I like them and, and whatnot. And and that's part of the reason why, you know, due to everything I got going on, I, I can't really have like a steam, a, a stream schedule. Like some people do, like some people are like, Hey, every Tuesday night, 8 PM, I'm there, you <laughs> I'm know, there. every Wednesday night, 9 PM, I'm streaming right on the dot. I'm like, nah, fam, <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> I, I got too much going on. And so like, sometimes if like I'm working from home and there's nothing going on, uh, at work at the moment, and I know I got a good couple hours where the kids won't bother me, the wife won't bother me. I'll go live and play something, you know. So that like it's all over the place, but it, it, there's a rhyme and a reason to it. No, man, that's. I mean, as always, that's the one thing that intrigues uh, people about you the most is you. <laughs> you're not one of those people that just say you play games. You actually play games. Oh yeah, and not just. Oh yeah, and not just, you don't. I mean. I will say that that's the one thing about you that kind of uh, I'm jealous of because you found a way to detach yourself from these games that kind of get their hooks in you and never want to let go. Because I know how much you love games like The Division and how much you champion that game, even though and I thought you were completely and utterly wrong about your position on that game. But you found a way to get away from it. And and, I, and, and that's one thing I will say that I'm, I'm shocked you were able to do. Um, well, I don't want to, you know, cut you off while uh-huh. you're you're complimenting me, but uh, I did want to do a correction because I did say some. Apparently, that that was an error, and oh, I just Big just Mike checked just it. Yeah, he said that uh, um, the game is on PC, P- 
PC Game Pass as well. And I just double checked, and it is. So, um, it, it, my bad on that. It's on PC Game Pass. So, if you have PC Game Pass, although this game is 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 the simplest game that you would play this year, you could play this easily on a on a a, a fat Xbox VC Xbox One VCR. And it will be, it will run with no problem whatsoever. Like this isn't a game where you need to have your frame rate counter up on PC checking to make sure you're getting <laughs> your good frames. Okay, you know people doing <laughs> that though. Yeah, of course. You know, there's gonna be people playing this game at five thousand frames per second <laughs> on the thirty ninety. <laughs> do you think this is a game that would be beneficial for people that want to um, probably stream it? Yes, absolutely. Because you're gonna get people and and shout out like to Big Mike and uh and, and and smitty who came through uh um erotimus came through a lot of people who came through and were giving suggestions and like and and say hey why don't you try this and and oh hey remember when she said this and that because like this is the kind of game that if if you play it you're gonna get you stream it you're gonna get people um interested in what happens next and and where your choices kind of like go and and how the characters react to the things that you do so it's it you never really know where it's going to go and what people would choose to do with it so it, it like it in those cases this is a game that will really work for that and i think just like even if you're not a streamer you're someone that cares about streaming this is kind of like the kind of game that people say that game pass doesn't have mm-hmm. where it's a single player game. Of course, it's an indie game, so it's not a single player, triple A, huge, massive budget game. But it is a single player game that is has been uh, a widely um, high, well, highly sought after. I would say mm-hmm. because this is a game that I've been, I was looking forward to for a few years now. I did a video on it on my channel last year, talking about uh, the uh, an update on where the game was and 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 how it was going it's been largely developed by one person i think in the credits they showed like it was developed by two people at this point now i think i think but it's it's been a a game that people were looking forward to for a long time because it had a really cool premise and as i've always said about indie games like that's where the innovation is that's where people take chances that's where where developers get to kind of do something that hasn't been proven yet mm-hmm. and there's always the risk with that. If it hasn't been proven to work before, AAA publishers don't want to touch it. But then there's and there's a reason, a good reason for that. They don't want to touch it because it, it may bomb. It may be a bad idea. It may be turned to disintegration. You know, interesting new idea that completely, utterly failed. And that studio doesn't even exist anymore. And so, <laughs> when you when you have like those those cases that like that's what what indie development and indie games give you. They give you something that that's a bit different that you haven't tried before. And if you're interested in, in something that's a bit different, I'd say yo, give twelve minutes a shot. You might actually like it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I forgot that it even came out. It's like so many games coming out, man. It's too many games, man. It's like when you look up, it's like, you know, the ascent just and we knew this was gonna be the possibility when it came to like late July, early mid-August that a lot of games were gonna be hitting, especially games in Game Pass, even games outside of Game Pass and stuff like that. And that was gonna be something that people's gonna dive into. But it's like 12 minutes. It's like one of the games I was interested in, but it like kind of just it just cracked through. It's like Yo, so many other games are just coming in. 
um that's that's a good thing to actually see because you know people been complaining like there's nothing to play but there's a lot of good games out there yeah to play. there's no there's no such thing as there's nothing to play yeah what what, what 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 i hear people say that what i think is you you really are limited in what you enjoy and you need to actually start giving some stuff a shot and and because because there's so many different kind of games out there that people like games that you can't even really put in a category like what do you put 12 what kind of category do you put 12 minutes in i i can't even think of what kind of genre that is it's it's really something that's completely different that hasn't really been done before and whether it turns out to be great largely kind of people kind of settle the reviews don't don't turn out great at least it was an opportunity to try something different instead of giving you the typical generic Here's another, another another multiplayer game. Here's another right. looter shooter. Here's another RPG with a with a basic storyline that that you've seen a million times before. You know, a little different. So right. yeah, I'm I'm all for that. Um, I I do think though, like like I said before, I think it's it's going to be pretty polarizing on on that one. I did want to say before we move on that I did want to say that. Uh, Oh, real quick, did your game crash or your stream? What? Yeah, the game crashed. I didn't. Yeah. I oh man. Right. Um, I actually reinstalled the Avengers mm-hmm. on PC because the the Black Panther DLC came out, expansion came out, and I haven't quite played it yet because I, I looked at like all the expansions that they have mm-hmm. and the Kate Bishop, the Hawkeye one, and I haven't done any of them. So I said, let me just start going through ask, that. What so, made you? I saw you. What made you re-download that and play it again? Just because I, I was seeing people say that the Black Panther expansion was actually really good, and okay. so um, I, I probably a couple of days ago I reinstalled that, and I'm playing through the Kate Bishop one, which really ain't all that great so far. But uh, I kind of figured I, I could just go do the Black Panther one, but then. I don't know, like, after reinstalling that, I figured, let me just go through the other ones, too. Get all the cat, get all the extra new Avengers, and then do the Black Panther one. Kind of leave that one, the one I actually care about doing for the last. But, yeah. But yeah. other than that, that's 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 been about it. I've been, that's all I've been playing, uh, outside of uh, consistently still playing Splitgate and Rogue Company. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Well, why, what, what, well, well, I definitely want, and I wasn't thinking about this. this is just something I just want your opinion on. Um, mm-hmm. You talked about Black Panther. Have you watched yeah. any of the Marvel What Ifs yet? Yeah. Oh, let's, yeah let's, okay. okay. Let's. We gotta okay. talk. We gotta talk about the Marvel What Ifs, bro. We gotta Man. talk about them. First off, first off, Peter Quill is a loser. Okay, yeah, let me just say that right now. <laughs> Peter Quill sucks. Okay, like he he sucks, sucks, sucks. Like. Anyone else who is Star Lord, like the universe is better. Apparently, I don't know. They just, they just <laughs> it's be... a way better universe than somebody else's Peter Quill. <laughs> right. So, like, I, I I completely forgot about the What If series they were doing. So I missed last week's where uh, Sharon Carter becomes Captain, not really Captain America. Captain she comes become Captain Carter because she's not American. She's British. She's British. But. Um, but that 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 was cool. I like I watched that one first. I was like, you know, why not? They're they're not that long. I think hers is like I think they're both like 40 minutes yeah, long. Yeah, like 33, 44, 34 minutes. Yeah. yeah. And they're self-contained stories. 
So it's like you you can begin it and you and you know these stories already. You watch it, it ends, and it, it kind of like when the episode's over, like that's the end of the story. Uh, the, the 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 Captain Carter one was cool. It was cool, you know. She uh, uh, Steve got shot when the assassin um, tried to prevent him from from taking the the super soldier serum. He wasn't because he was shot. He wasn't able to take it. She took it and she became a super soldier. And then like you know, it, it was it's it's like it follows some of the same story beats, but it was different because it was her doing it. So you could kind of see it was some places some cases where she was more capable than uh steve rogers was but that one was like it was okay but wasn't, wasn't that big a deal but this this t'challa as star lord yeah, story so <laughs> man i i i was so look look usually when i i i'm like i'm so i try to watch some of this stuff when i'm about to go to sleep and i'm like sometimes i can't make it through because i'm tired and if it's not super interesting, I'm just going to fall asleep on it. My phone be laying on my face. And then my wife looking at me like, how do you do this to yourself again? Right. Th- this was so good. I was so riveted and invested. Like, like T'Challa as Star-Lord and how different everything was, how Star-Lord is respected as, as T'Challa as Star-Lord, how like the ravagers are with him and it's just like i, I mean it, i don't want to ruin it for people who haven't seen it yet because it, it, it just came out like yesterday right yeah, but yesterday but it was it was just really i really recommend that that was really that, that's got me hyped for this to see the rest of them i, I really want to see the rest of them now a yeah. uh, big mike in the chat says the slow people were so mad on uh i guess captain carter becoming the captain. I don't get why. I why? mean, it's just it's a, a, a what if, if story. <laughs> yeah, story. it's like she's the real Captain America. This is, but they, they they even explain it in that one that like they explain at what point the multiverse shifted and it became a whole different like universe mm-hmm. where this took place because she chose to not go in the booth and be protected. Yep. She chose to be there on the floor when Steve was going to go into the chamber to to become the super soldier and so because she was there it changed you know everything and i thought that was pretty cool and then you just kind of see like i don't really know where the change point was in the the, the in the uh the one with uh it was T'Challa, uh, Star yeah. Lord. it was um when um he 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 sent to they basically said because he sent his he basically sent his hired help to go pick up peter quill and yeah, instead of yeah, it, instead of uh, um, what's his of name? Him, I forget his name too. Instead of him, um, yeah, um, Yandu. the one with the whistle, and the, yeah, yeah, Yandu, yeah, Yandu, yeah. Yandu, Yandu. Yeah. yeah, he didn't do it himself. He sent his uh, the Ravagers to do it, and they just took like the first human. I thought that was actually pretty funny. They were like, "Hey, look, he's got two eyes. He's got a mouth hole. He said two <laughs> eyes. And they got two holes in the eyes. Two two eyes on the side of his head, and he's got a mouth hole, a eating hole. <laughs> and he's like, "Where in the world does this look like this kid?" <laughs> <laughs> it was it was so funny. It was it was hilarious. Oh, like man. the uh, the the guy uh, the the I forgot the, the name of the black dude's name, the black actor. Uh, but he plays the the one guy in in, in the beginning of Guardians, where when when Peter Quill's like, I'm Star Lord. He's like, Who? Who? 
Who was Star Lord? Oh, no, he was like super. He's like you're Star. He like, was that the was biggest fanboy for fan T'Challa. Bro, it was, it was so, that was great. So he was good. like, it's Star Lord. He's like, can, can, can I use my gun? Can I use my gun? He's like, sure, go ahead and use your gun. Okay, he's okay. Like, you sure, you sure, sure. I can use my gun. He's like, sure. <laughs> it was and great. Was that like, was I so great. Bad. He said, yo, I feel bad now. <laughs> yeah. you, you know that was the the, the very last. Thing that he like, felt that he that he yeah did that shot with Bozeman like well not just for Marvel for anything for he didn't yeah. do yeah that was the very last thing that, that he did which was, was what I did not know about what if like I knew that they were doing and like you I forgot all about it it was like one of those like pleasant surprises when it came out I was like whoa I just started yeah. watching them but I for, I didn't know that they were going to get literally every voice every actor that did their role they got all of them to rise their roles in these what ifs. Yeah, yeah. Which is I mean I guess that's pretty easy like you don't have to, you know, for 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 you know some of the actors they that could just do like, it from a, they could do it from like yeah, they could just do it from a home. booth. They, yeah. they could even do it at home during during the pandemic which is perfect cuz like people can't really get together you know and all that stuff. So like that that, that was perfect cuz like that plagued a lot of stuff like uh the uh, um Falcon and Winter Soldier and WandaVision shows and and I don't know so much about Loki what Loki dealt with it but uh, I know for certain, like there were things that they wanted to do and want for Wandavision that they weren't able to do because uh, of the pandemic and not being able to get people around. Like they, they, her, her Doctor Strange was supposed to show up in like the after credit scene, and they couldn't get him to do it, get him in to do it because yeah. he was stuck in he was stuck um in Europe. So it, it's when you don't have to do that and it's all animated. And also animated fabulously, by the way, it looks great. Oh, it's um, it's it's a phenomenal looking man. It's it's look, man. We ain't gonna talk no more about this because we gonna give everything thing away. It's uh right, right, it's, right. Just, it's just it's exciting, bro. It's so good to just it's like this is what Marvel is, man. And oh, that's true. Uh, Firestar said he thought Bucky sounded different. I did think I, that didn't sound I do, like Sebastian it saying like, to me. Yeah, it didn't. It, I think it was just more of the the T'Challa episode was pretty much all the original actors. Yeah, everybody yeah. was the original actor in that one. Yeah, for the most part. Well, but, but, yeah, people saying we're getting too, yeah, uh, yeah. Taz is like y'all getting spoilers. real spoiler heavy. All right, so we about, right. so we about to move on for that. But yeah, if you haven't checked it out, that's that's the reason to have your Disney Plus subscription right there to go watch that. So um, yeah, yeah, go definitely. check out those first two episodes if you haven't seen them yet. So let's get into this first topic, which we're forty minutes in and we haven't talked about the first topic. But that's deep. That's there for second podcast for you. Um. Let's talk about Phil Spencer and he doesn't want to be compared to the competition. So I have the article right here and it's, it was done on games radar. Basically they wanted to ask him a bunch of questions. It, it was mostly. I'm glad you're using the games radar. Article oh yeah. Right not the, the WCCF <laughs> the, tech article. The <laughs> that caused all the problems. They caused all the problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so the the whole article actually is about Xbox everywhere. Phil Spencer wants Xbox app on as many devices as possible, but that's not. We all know that. We all know that Xbox wants their stuff to be everywhere. If they could put it on the Nintendo Switch, they would. If it be on a PlayStation, they would. But mm -hmm. the thing that kind of started the conversation was 
when the um i forget the person's name who was actually doing the interview he basically came to a conclusion he came to the scenario where he's like man phil spencer ain't talked about the competition one moment and um, this is what he had to say. He said, it's interesting that throughout our conversation feels that Spencer doesn't talk about competition with other consoles. Although he's got, you know, slide digs at Sony PlayStation strategy during E3, he focuses clearly on converting non-gamers into gamers rather than shifting the current user base from one machine to another. When I asked for examples about the lack of epic self-contained single player games on Xbox, he knew straight away what I'm referring. Sony's recent success with titles such such as Spider-Man and The Last of Us Part Two, and he's not having any of it. This is what Phil Spencer had to say, and I quote, our strategy is not to just go and be like someone else, he says. I get a pu I get pushed sometimes and where your vision is and what that is in games. I've been in this industry for a long time. I had tons of respect for creators on all platforms, and I know many, many of them, but it's good, um, but it's good if we're doing something different than what other platforms are doing we're not in the business of just trying to create a green version of something else blue or red color platforms do that's not the example of creati creativity that i want to see in the games industry okay slow-mo now phil spencer's been saying kind of stuff like this for a while and i think this also goes down to the thing where he does so many interviews and some people say he contradicts things that he says and stuff sometimes I think I say he does too many interviews. You say he said he does way too many interviews. So I said this back in January, by the way. Uh, so like well, this you were saying is, it yeah. back last year too, even after mm -hmm. you know they when they were going up to their lead up with the um, brand new Xbox coming out. So after hearing this and reading these, um, reading <laughs> this uh, article, what what did you think about the things that he had to say? Uh, two things. One, I, I fully understand where he's coming from when he comes to talk about identity of a platform where you don't want to people to think that, well, you're just copying another platform like nobody wants that. I also kind of feel like no one really b believes that about uh, Xbox, like no one thinks that Xbox is copying PlayStation or vice versa or trying to copy Nintendo because he did mention the red platform, which his use of colors was very, very important <laughs> very, to know. Like, it, it, he, we, we knew we knew he was talking, but he just didn't want to outright say Nintendo and Sony, but we know what that was about. Now, what I think in regards to what the question was and his answer to the question. I I kind of disagree with him on some things. Okay. And so when it comes to single player third person perspective narrative games, when it comes to those kind of games, you don't really have they they have games in the pipeline that are like that and he mentioned that in another interview just a month earlier. I had to say it like that because, you know, he keeps doing interviews. But anyway, um, <laughs> he said he, he's mentioned that they had those kind of games before. And I kind of figure like he might be a bit frustrated with people always asking him these questions, the same questions. At this point. But you know, this also goes to like, well, stop doing so many damn interviews. Then you won't have to worry about that. But oh anyway, my, God. my thought process about this is well, why not one of those kind of games? Because. Those games, people like those games. People like the kind of games 
that Sony makes. Now, if you make one of those games or you have two of those games, what's the problem? Mm -hmm. Especially if those games are big time major sellers, game of the year nominees or game of the year winners in some cases. What's wrong with making a game that people like? Mm-hmm. Even and, and now I'm not saying like blow for blow, like make a uncharted and call it recharted, call and with a character name Dylan Dylan Drake or D- Dylan Flake or something. You know, like I'm not saying copy them, but there's a particular format in game design that they're using with a particular set of 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 assets that they have that is difficult to duplicate which is the reason why there are very few studios out there that do that in particular mm-hmm. but what's the part in in point in like well there's the issue with even trying to do like one game like that you got 23 studios multiple teams in those 23 studios so you really got like well more than 23 making game 23 games in development you got like you know somewhere in the 30s in addition to third party developers that you are publishing games with that are working for you like io interactive and avalanche studios right like this you have all these different kinds of games out here like what's wrong with providing one game like that now i'm not talking about because when I, i discussed this on twitter uh, there were some people that were saying, "Well, there, there, there is, there, there is a game like that. Like, there is a game like that. Hellblades, like God of War." And I'm like, "No, it ain't, fam. No, no, <laughs> Hellblade, Hellblade is not like God of War. Like, look, just because it's single player, third person perspective, with a heavy focus on narrative, doesn't mean it's designed like God of War. And so." when I talk about how Sony has assets that, that Microsoft really doesn't have, like the same way Microsoft has a, a cloud infrastructure that Sony doesn't have, and they can leverage that for the, the games and the, they make in the things that they do in video games. Sony has Sony pictures. They have a focus on cinematography, a focus on narrative, uh, a focus on those kind of things. They have an entire team. Uh, I forgot the name of it, but they have an entire team that's, that does cinematics and works on the cinematics to make them as perfect as possible for all of their studios. Mm-hmm. So they're different than everyone else. I get that. But the reasons why you can't use, say, an avowed or a fable or whatever the compulsion is making and say, well, they're doing it like Sony is because of those things. Like you don't have like the infrastructure set up where you have uh, a a studio that just handles visuals but maybe you build something like that maybe you you kind of take those steps to kind of get there like i'm and it's not changing your identity to do that because you still got halo you still got forza you still got gears you still got skyrim elder scrolls whatever you still got fallout you still got doom these are games these are ips that Sony doesn't have. You still have Pillars of Eternity. You you are now the home of like the Western RPG if if you if you think about it. Like your identity's not going to change because you did a game that's honestly would be more like say Quantum Break. 
because that's what Quantum Break is. If you look at what Quantum, Quantum Break was, that's very much in the mold of what Sony is doing. And what's wrong with doing something like Because I like Quantum Break. But maybe like that's just too. me. What, what, what do you think about this? Because I've, I've been running my mouth. Oh, no, you're good. I mean, I really like Quantum Break. <laughs> I think it's so underrated. Uh, I it think, is. I think people looked at it, it came out during a time where people just didn't respect what anything that xbox was doing or releasing at that time because it was so far in between the game did have performance issues and stuff uh, when it first came out which did get um pretty much addressed after they had their first major update so it didn't take them right. as long as most games do take but you know let's be for real the game didn't work like it's supposed to work day one and it just kind of fell into that you know that vacuum of it's just right. another xbox game you know a lot of people but you know but but, but i i hate how they and this is this kind of goes to something with management with them i hate how they gave up on a lot of these new ip that they helped cultivate last generation like i think rise was good enough for a sequel I yeah, it was it, it, on Metacritic. It was rated sixty. Cool, whatever. Yeah, but the game, the game visually held up, still holds up today. It it it, it had a good foundation to build off of. I, I hate how Quantum Break didn't get a sequel because it definitely the way it ended. It could have definitely had oh, a sequel. It could have definitely added another sequel to it. Um, I I hate how. They they just kind of abandoned those those IP and didn't didn't try again because you know Uncharted One wasn't like this this amazing game that oh my oh like it has to have a sequel kind of game it, it was it, it's it story wise it was all right but I thought I thought the platforming kind of sucked and it, it, I thought it had some issues but Uncharted Two is amazing I I think still the best one in that series like you you can't just give up after the, the first game I, I think they should have gave and i'm saying like if a game's absolutely abysmal then you you do, of course you don't give it a sequel then right. but i i kind of felt like that quantum break deserved a sequel and and like making another game that's kind of like that uh, i and hopefully it be performed better at launch i i think that that would be a, a good idea and hey look maybe that is something that's on the way maybe that's what compulsion's working on who knows, right? Like maybe that's what that the in exile game, where where uh, Brian Fargo said that he pitched it. It was a little bit different, a little bit out of their wheelhouse, but he pitched it to Matt Booty, and Matt Booty said, "Go for it." Like maybe that's what they're working on. Who knows? But I I just kind of like I I don't think making one or two games like that means that oh well you're copying Sony. Uh, like it, it yeah. Let's keep it a buck here. <laughs> In AAA game development, who isn't copying somebody? I mean, if you, there is no, there's Fort, there ain't no real out innovation here. out here. Everybody right now, everybody copies everybody. Look, like I remember seeing the um, who were the devs for Dead Island? What's the what? What, what is that? Where's uh, what are the, the names again? I can't remember the the devs, the name of the developer. But people who worked there came out and said that like ideas they had for Dead for uh, for for Dying Light Two were nixed because they weren't ideas that had already been done and established in AAA game development. That's And that's not even uncommon. I saw other developers, when that story came out, say, yeah, well, you know, that's, that's about right. They don't do 
brand new ideas in AAA development. They don't. If you can't point to it being done already and working, then it doesn't get done, which is why we see so many copycats and why we see so many people like, man, it ain't nothing out right now. Why? Because you feel like you played everything already. So why now with the kind of games that Sony makes do we go, oh, well, you know, you don't want to copy. And everybody copies everybody. There's not a single game out here that's AAA that doesn't have some aspect of that game that hasn't been taken from something else. Hmm. So what's the so what's the big deal? Uh, well, I'll tell you what the big deal. The big deal is mostly just comes down to allegiances and stuff like that, and it just seems like a lot of people want to go off of the the narrative that their favorite you know VP of their favorite piece of plastic talks about. Now, am I going to say that Phil Spencer is wrong about what he's saying? No, I, I I to a point I agree with because he's kind of been consistent over the course of the last couple of years with this sentiment when he's talking about, you know, not really caring about the competition. And and I think sometimes people compare when he says he doesn't care about, you know, competition with PlayStation, like they're not his competition. In so many ways, I think he, he knows they are their direct competition when it comes to the gaming atmosphere, when it comes to fighting for, you know, gamers to be in front of a TV, in front of their living, in their living room. They're fighting for that set top box. That's going to be the main thing that controls your entertainment at home. And hey, let's be for real. Video games kind of are the number one entertainment media in the world at this point right now, because movies have definitely fallen off a lot, especially since the pandemic started. And a lot of these people are kind of using their machines that they have now to access this type of media you know if it's not their phone not their phone or their tv they have it's either an xbox or a playstation and you know stuff like that so i think he understands that in gaming they are going to be a um they'll be in competition with them but i think long term he really kind of just looks at what xbox he's trying to build he's not just trying to build a gaming you know, platform. He's trying to build a community platform where all of these things come together, you know, gaming, movies, you know, just different avenues of you being able to enjoy the media that you like. But ultimately, is it the best take to have, especially when you're talking about games in general and you're talking to people that predominantly just want to play games? It's probably not the best take to say. But in that article, he's they even allude to it. He says he's trying to go after non-gamers and turn them into gamers. And what he means by non-gamers is, you know, there's a lot of people that think, you know, just because you pick up a phone and you play five or ten minutes of Candy Crush that you're not a gamer. You may not mm-hmm. be a hardcore gamer, but you, you know, people that play Pokemon Go, you know, just when they're out and about walking around, you know, they might be in a mall and they might spin a Pokestop or something. Are they a true gamer in the sense of being a gamer? No, but maybe the thing that they need to push them hasn't just released yet in a media where they feel like it's, it's it's readily accepted or it's available for them to do. And I think that's what he's trying to do with Game Pass or just trying to do with the Xbox platform in general. He's trying to get those non-gamers into the ecosystem to say, you know what? I may not be a hardcore gamer, but I like playing games nevertheless. You know, Sims is one of those bigger games that most people that play Sims, you would say, man, those people aren't gamers, man. They just, they play, you know, simulation life on their PC and, or on a console and stuff like that. But 
those games do very, very well for the people that actually like those games. But you got to think it's, it's, it's a lot of people in, you know, the, in the sphere that basically just plays nothing but that. So I think that's kind of where his conversation goes. But when you're talking to gamers that play games and they actually, you know, play stuff like destiny and, you know, um, split gate and halo and stuff like that, you know, to us, that kind of just rings as a conversation like, uh, but yeah, that, that makes no sense because you know that you're in direct competition with these other people. They they're making a product and a product that they're making and you saying that you don't want to make games like them. It's basically saying their games don't work because let's be for real. Their games do work. They, you know, Nintendo's always up there at the top of the food chain when it comes to their top hits, always in a game of the year discussion, even if their games are just remakes of games that they made 20 years ago, they're up there for a game of the year. And then, hey, then, you know, we got games like, um, last of us and stuff and they're fighting amongst each other compared to like god of war and stuff like that trying to figure out what's going to win game of the year with that and we already said if horizon zero dawn came out this year it's probably going to be a good chance that that could be game of the year and we haven't don't even know what that game is going to be like because we haven't even played it yet so that's just kind of the app the atmosphere that these um two these two publishers and developers actually push and xbox just hasn't gotten there yet and shout out to ashley luca because she kind of said this in her stream and i kind of agree with her part of this also comes back to the point that they really don't have anything to really talk about when it comes to those triple a games yet they have a lot of stuff in the works but none of that is here for you to see and play at this moment starfield looks good but can we really say anything good or positive about Starfield until we either play a demo or something or get a chance to actually see how the game feels in our hands? We won't know that until next year. And then Halo, yeah, that's coming out. You know, a lot of people are going to say Halo is probably going to be, yeah, but we don't know what that single player is going to look like yet. You know, it's got to be a full package. And that's, that's kind of been something against 343 ever since they had their hands on Halo. So who knows? Halo could be that game because that bought that single player could literally impress and show out. But until we get to that point, no one really knows. And this all could be a mute point when that day actually happens. But I just think a lot of people just want Phil Spencer to be quiet because they feel like every time he opens his mouth, he kind of contradicts something that he said in the past. And I mean, I get that, but I think he's just being true to himself. He, he truly just likes gaming. He just likes being in a conversation. He runs, he's not shy of having a conversation with the people that he talks to on Twitter. Um, he plays games and jumps at parties with random people sometimes on Twitter. You know, a per he can he can literally he's he's accessible on so many levels to just regular gamers. I don't think it's more it's more than that. I just think you know his idea of what he wants the platform to be is just more than just a gaming platform. He wants it to be a community and an ecosystem that people just enjoy games in. Um, uh, real quick, I wanted to get to the super chat yeah, and then, ahead. uh, kind of, um, so we got a uh, shout out to game over Brian with the $5 super chat and <laughs> you already know where this is going. Yeah. Uh, quantum break, uh, quantum break. Great game. I like final fantasy seven remake. Speaking of final fantasy seven, I have questions for you. When you're upgrading final fantasy seven remake, do the trophies pop automatically? Well, what game over Brian? They do. They, they do pop. They absolutely do. 
All the magic. And guess what? If there was a and guess what? If there was ever a update to a PS5 and they went to PS6, the trophies would pop on that too. <laughs> Automatically. Automatically. <laughs> you know what I want to know? I want to know if he has like a um a copy and paste, like a notepad. I think so. Where he just like so. literally yeah. just posing, like he'll he'll write his first part in, then he'll just paste that in at the end of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Shout out to you, Game Over Brian, man. Appreciate you, man. But those trophies that pop every funny. time, bro. Every single time. Um, I did want to address something that yeah, Mr. is saying in the chat, and so but two things about what he's saying because he keeps bringing up examples of where. Uh, someone tried to copy someone else and it failed. And I'm like, I, I think I already said before that copying is not what you want to do. You don't want to copy an entire game. What I'm saying is that there are elements of their games mm-hmm. that work. And in AAA development, in this video game industry, and what has happened since the, the, the formation of the video game industry is that when something works people buy it and people like it you take it and you make it work for you so that's not copying that's literally just iterating off of someone else's game design you're not copying their game but you are taking parts of their game design and making them work for you now i don't see anyone looking at a game that it may be published by xbox game studios and let's say it has like some really amazing cinematic uh cut scenes or does something similar to like god of war where where kratos was fighting that uh that one god outside of his house and it kept tra- transitioning from real-time combat into a cutscene seamlessly if you did something like that i don't see anyone crossing their arms sitting back in their in their sofa as they're playing going god the war did this shut up and enjoy the game is it done well then then what are you complaining about like that's that's some that's some nonsense that's some fanboy bs I, I don't see anyone if it's done well complaining about something like that. Right. Like that's that that kind of stuff is what I'm talking about. Where you where where you use and I know they're doing this where you use because they because they have they have uh, um, when it comes to performance capture and motion capture they have the proprietary uh, technology that Ninja Theory developed uh, for um, and used in in the first Hellblade to do this, but when you start to use more mocap on your characters and then cut scenes to kind of really draw the player into the story and the characters and get them really fully invested into the game. Like it's stuff like that, that, that use of that in a lot of games really brings another level to it. Mm-hmm. And when you have that stuff in house, like that, that makes it even easier for you to access that technology because you own it and you don't have to go to some other studio somewhere else and get it done this is why sony is able to use that so easily because like i said they got sony pictures and so they already have that kind of technology in-house like that stuff is that like it's, it's just taking the next step in where video games are going and it and i'll say it again like when your competition is doing it and they're getting game of the year nominations. Mm-hmm. Exactly. What's the problem with you doing that too? You know? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a different part of me just thinks he, 
he doesn't want to feel like he has to do something because he feels like Xbox can stand on its own. The problem is Xbox hasn't stood on its own in an entire generation when it comes to the games that they've been releasing. They kind of been, you know, <laughs> third fiddle when it comes to that. And I under now now maybe two, three years from now, once their staple of studios start releasing games in a, you know, they actually put out bangers like PlayStation and Nintendo do, I think then that narrative can actually go forward because then at that point, people are going to be like, well, Xbox is giving us the game. So who really cares if they try to be somebody else? But I just think it that's, also- That's definitely possible. Yeah. Yeah. Because at that point, when they start releasing their games and they start releasing, then this conversation is a, is a mute point. You know, because right. you, to a point, to a point, because I think there are some people who they just want a quality game. So if, if to your point, if they drop quality games and, and again, for, for those who probably aren't listening very well, I'm not saying that they're not making because there's there've been some people out here capping saying they're only going to do Minecraft games right. or they're only going to do multiplayer centric games. That's not true. They've already announced games that are not multiplayer games. There are single player games. Mm -hmm. Fable is one. Avowed is another. There's more coming like the Hellblade 2. We already know these are single player games. Now, some of them are third person perspective. Avowed is not. We already know that based off of the initial uh, trailer. It's, it's first person perspective. But Hellblade is third person. And um, and, and Fable likely would be third person considering what that that franchise was in the past but just because it checks some boxes doesn't mean that the game is designed the way that sony designs their game so it's not like like and, and, and that kind of goes to what phil spencer is saying about hey we want to do our games our way those games will be different and plus a couple of them are already action rpgs like it's not really the action adventure genre you know right. so it's, it's it's just different so I, I just want to clarify that so that people don't don't get the idea. Firestar brings up Indiana Jones, which like we this is where we kind of get into the speculation arena because we don't really know what Indiana Jones it's is going to be. be. Yeah, yeah, we got the announcement. We know that there is going to be a game that Machine Games is going to make. Machine Games has has primarily just done first person shooters, so. I can't imagine Indiana Jones as a first-person shooter. That no. just doesn't make sense Andy to me. Indy don't even run around I, with guns like that. He sure doesn't. So I do anticipate it will be third-person perspective, but like just because it makes sense to us doesn't mean that there isn't some some creative director running this at Machine Games who who had a massive brain fart and nobody did anything about it. Mm -hmm. And he's going to go, hey, look, well, we made Wolfenstein. Let's go Indiana Jones. In Wolfenstein, like, no, yeah. please no. I hope that. But, like, it's, we don't know. But to, to your point, Forte, those games could be like Fable Platinum Games is a quality studio. I know there are people out there who think, oh, well, they, they only made racers. Like, that, that's, that's silly you, talk you call to me. Platinum Games, you talk about uh, Playground it, Games. Oh, not Platinum. I was like, platinum yo, stuff. you cannot say Platinum <laughs> Games and Playground not, I'm Games. I'm sorry. Oh, two, two studios that begin with P and, and, the, and their last name, the last word's games. My bad. Playground Games. Playground Games is a quality studio. They, all of their racers have been 90 plus rated, and I, and I, I have no, uh, no, I, I absolutely 100% believe that 
Forza Horizon 5 is going to be right up there with 3 and 4. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not saying Fable's going to be a 90 rated game, but when you're a quality studio, your your process and the way you design your games is is tantamount. It's is what it's all about. That is why you're you're so quality and why your games are so good. It's not that it's a racer or it's just easy to do a racer. If that was the case, then how come all the other racers that have come out have not been as good as, as Forza? True. It's the studio, not the genre or the game. So if anyone at at Xbox Game Studios is able to take Fable and 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 really nail it and for all of those fable fans like myself who want to really play a fable that is that is or the first fable playground is going to be the one to do it for you but all that said that game is likely going to be a very different game than what sony makes and so for to to the guys like myself and and like Lord Cognito out there that just want one game like that. Like Fable could be awesome and we could love it, but we that's still not giving us that one game, you know? So that's 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 all that's that's all I'm saying. Just give me yeah. one. Just give me I, one. Just one. Hashtag just one. But you know what's mm-hmm. real interesting and funny about this, and, and I don't think this is the case, but when people think Forza, I mean they don't even think turn 10 anymore. And turn 10 is the actual mainline developer forza and it's mostly just because um playground does the horizon series which is more the arcade racing style and that kind of you know percolates more towards a lot of different users and stuff you know it's probably the more wide known brand when it comes to that type of game because most people aren't really into simulation Mm -hmm. and they're kind of just think about it that's a studio that we don't even really hear about right now because they're working on just forza motorsport so they have a. They're also upgrading the uh, the Forza the engine. Forza Tech, yeah. Which, yeah, Forza Tech is, and uh, which also is the same engine they're going to be using for 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 Fable, which I think is probably the best decision for Playground. Yeah, and and that's don't the take way. like don't take like Unreal Engine, which you don't know. And so now your studio has to kind of learn Unreal Engine, unless you're getting almost a whole new team, the way Respawn Entertainment developed a whole separate team to make Jedi Fallen Order. And so it made sense that they wouldn't use the same engine that they have for Titanfall for for that, where they could just use Unreal Engine, which already has built-in assets and really everything that you need uh, um, to to have a strong foundation to make a a third-person perspective action adventure game. That game kind of really kind of lends towards more like what what I'm talking about, what I want to see from from uh from from Xbox Game Studios. But them doing if they're using a lot of their own people and then like also bringing in other people who have made those kind of games like a game like fable in the past or uh have made other games in that genre to help them kind of understand what they need to do to make it right getting yeah, yeah go ahead and just use the same engine that you've been using before because that's going to shorten development time because there's going to be if you're if you're using something you're not familiar with it's going to take time creating what you need to create to develop the game same way like when it comes to turn 10 turn 10 is upgrading their engine and so we've seen it where like with multiple studios where they're either upgrading the engine or they're making a new engine for a game and that you're asked the stuff that you need 
the, 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 the tools that you need to actually get the game made isn't ready yet. Mm-hmm. So you got to build that while you're developing the game. That stuff takes time. So, yeah, t- turn 10 is, I, it, it's considering the way Forza Horizon 5 looks, I, 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 it's going to be difficult trying to imagine what the next Forza Motorsport is going to look like, you know? Yeah, and that, and that's the thing for me. So it, we don't even really hear about that studio as much anymore because, and like I said, everybody talks about Horizon. And I mean, I'll be the first one to tell you, I think Horizon is a better game, but that's just because Horizon is a better game because it's more of a it game is. than what Forza Motorsport is. It's more of a sim and it does its sim stuff very, very well. And I kind of miss, uh, I ain't gonna lie, it's been a while since Seven's been like four years, three years, four years almost. So uh i can't mm-hmm. wait to see exactly what um what turn 10 does around that but um yeah that was a good conversation right there man because i think the biggest thing that people need to take away from this and and i'm going to quote the uh the great ash and luca one more time you know xbox they really can't just operate in a vacuum when it comes to this especially when it comes to gamers you know they're they're in a gaming they're in a gaming hub right now where the people that are listening to them mostly are people that play games. We understand that Xbox, I mean, Xbox feels like PlayStation and um, Nintendo aren't their true competition. But when it comes to everybody that's here on this panel in the chat, that we that's all we see we just see that competition and and let's be for real that competition has helped xbox be a better xbox that they are right now if sony wasn't putting out the games that they were putting out and um nintendo wasn't doing that xbox wouldn't have found the reason to go out and buy 20 like 23 plus studios in order to like kind of keep up on a content tip even knowing a lot of that is tied to game pass but game pass is a is a direct um thing from the fact that they want to be able to get people to come to their platform so they can make more and better games so as long as they continue to go in that that uh direction i don't really care what xbox does i just want them to be a better version of what they ever could have been over the last generation but um we're gonna move on for that and i do want to go to this bonus topic uh before we get into the um game pass one where you um sent me a tweet about something about oh yeah yeah so slow-mo go ahead and take off with that one so so this came out not too long before we went live uh probably around uh yeah, about about 7 30 tonight about an hour an hour and a half uh before we went live but IGN um, came out with an article that says that Epic offered Sony $200 million to get PlayStation games on PC. Now, to to get into the details of that, uh, what that really meant and, and is that, and this came out through the, the lawsuit of, of the trial with Epic and, um, and Apple over Fortnite. And so if you haven't been aware because of that trial, a lot of documentation, emails, uh, official correspondence, wherever you want to call it, uh, became public between Epic and everyone that they work with. And Epic works with everybody because the Unreal Engine is the most popular game engine in the world, as well as their game is on every single gaming platform you can think of. And so there's there's always business correspondence between Epic and all these other people. So there's been stuff about Microsoft that's come out. And then there've been stuff uh, about Sony that's come out. And now this one is the really, 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 really interesting part of it is that 
they what they brought up here is that Epic offered two hundred million to get between four to six titles exclusive to the Epic Game Store. The Epic Game Store is their platform on PC. And they have been very, very aggressive trying to establish a a foundation in PC gaming to compete against Steam. And they've been doing exclusive deals in order to do that. They did an exclusive deal for... Man, I can't remember. I think... Oh, Red Dead 2 initially... Um, there been a lot again. Control, control was exclusive. Yeah, control was exclusive. I think like six months, maybe a year. Uh, Borderlands three was exclusive. Yeah, so they've been doing these timed exclusive deals, very similar to what you see in the console space. But this is kind of unheard of in the PC space. Now we know Sony has been branching out to the PC arena. The PC arena is not like the console arena. They're like the 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 demographic of gamers on PC don't all own consoles. They really kind of, a vast majority of them really don't. And so it's a, it's for, especially for games where you've already come to the end of the sales that you were getting off of those games on console. They've been out for over a year, maybe even two years at that point. You, it's a whole different demographic of people who haven't even played your game before that may be interested in your titles. And you can give those games new life, new sales life. So far, we've seen that I think in the first month, Horizon Zero Dawn sold like uh, it was something, it was, it was like 800,000 or something like that. And Death Stranding has done pretty well on there. And so what I wanted to do was kind of look at this in the sense of what else would be coming out that's a Sony first-party game on PC. Sony turned this down, which is the reason why you see Death Stranding on Steam. You see Horizon Zero Dawn on Steam. So that also kind of lends to tell you like what Sony feels about what revenue they can generate off those games on, on Steam. $200 million is a lot of money. But if you feel like you can earn more than that, if you have your games on Epic Game Store as well as Steam and everywhere else, <laughs> yeah, like I'm not, I'm not going to bottleneck us with 200 million. We can get more than that. And so, with actually, I don't even feel like I think only two games have already been out because if, if, if you want to count death stranding you could but this talked about first party games and death stranding isn't a first party game it's a second party game because well the games that they got uh, kojima are, productions isn't first party yeah well the games that they did get released on epic store were the second party games you got detroit become human and death stranding were um released first yeah on yeah and those are epic, second party in their yeah. second party yeah I think they just seen the fact that those games did really, really well on and um, Detroit Epic. Become Human was exclusive to was Epic exclusive as to well. Epic store, so yeah, they, you know yeah. that was published by Detroit Become Human was published by Five Hundred Five Games. Yep on on PC, so that wasn't it's like Sony has their own like they had their own Steam page, their own PlayStation Studio Steam page. They are publishing their own stuff on PC. So Five Hundred Five Games, I mean like like. Quant, Quant, Quantum Quantic Dream 
who developed Detroit Become Human. They're they're not first party at all. They actually don't even have much of a relationship with with, with PlayStation um, any further. Not anymore. Their, their games are going to be multi-platform going forward and published by Epic. So like that, I, I really only feel like only out of the six get titles that supposedly go to PC, only two of them have come out so far, and that's Days Gone and Horizon Zero Dawn. So that there could be potentially four more games that are Sony first party that are going to pc and so my, i guess my question to you forte is uh what, what do you think those four games are oh uh, let's see um oh man i would say uncharted 4 um uncharted 4 they want to get i guarantee they want to get spider-man over there they want to get spider-man on there um Spider-Man, God of War, and the um, cause Horizon. Well, Horizon is already on Steam. Ooh, that's a good question, man. Ratchet and Clank at a later date when they find. Uh, I think. Well, see, this is uh, this information is a little old. So I, the way I read this, though, it's like they want to get not just older games but newer games you know in there not day and date or anything of course of course yeah but they want to get them in there as soon as possible so why not start well, setting up there an was the leak there was the leak a few months ago um that someone had data mined an epic game store database and found uh like listings for future games and they saw god of war and uncharted 4 listed in epic game store so well, that the uncharted 4 will go hand in hand with that sony um the leak of that um that powerpoint that they did where they show upcoming games and uncharted 4 was one of them that was coming to mm -hmm. pc yeah uh, that's yeah. something that cat daddy just brought up too mm -hmm. so that's two there's two more. There, there could be potentially two more. I think another one's Bloodborne. Uh, we've oh, heard man, rumors man, about man, a Bloodborne man, remaster man. or remake, and and that it, whatever it is, it would be coming out on PC as well as PlayStation Five. You think that? So would I be think a, another one. You think that'd be a day and date though? Since it's an yes, older I think game? that. I think I think it would be day and date on PC. Absolutely. I just yeah. think it. I mean. Yeah, I do. I, I agree with that, but I just feel like that's one of those okay. games that they Here, can definitely here's release my last on PS5 one. and it just sells like crazy on PS5 first. Actually, actually I have two. I have two that, that could potentially be the last one. One is more likely than the other. Okay. I think I'll go with the one that's more likely. Um, I think the Nathan Drake collection could be considered an, an, an entirely different because it, it wasn't a part uncharted 4 wasn't part of that so they could probably think, add it to it though they could but i i, I think they they may keep it separate i don't know but it's i think i think on the it wouldn't make sense that uncharted has never been on pc on pc and you just put uncharted 4 on there which is the last of the like the real like the nathan drake story but not put one, two, and three on there. I, I, yeah, I, I think, I that. think that, I think the, the the Nathan Drake collection is is a definite. I think, but I think the long shot is Spider Man. That's the one I think that that's the one that I think Epic really wants on there. I think 
Look, that game sold was well over 20, 20 million at this point yeah. on place. It's going to sell amazing on PC. It's going to sell amazing on PC because it's Spider Man. It's probably one of the best Spider Man games I've ever made. So, like, and with the additional popularity of the MCU and Spider Man and the MCU and, and, and the Sony movies doing real well into the Spider Verse kind of stuff, like, I, 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 you got a whole new community that has, haven't played the Spider Man game. And it's an amazing quality game. I, I, I would think they would definitely want to do Spider Man at some point. Oh man. Okay. So the fact that you just brought up Spider-Man and uh, I don't know if you've seen this, but it just came across. Somebody just DM this to me. Um, Mm -hmm. Disney is considering buying out Sony for Spider-Man character. They're going to have, well, I I was about to say they're going to have to bring a lot of money, but (laughs) It says, okay, so it's, no, who has more money than Disney? The, this, right? It so, says we are unable to learn specific of the Disney, uh, what Disney is offering Sony at this point. They are exploring what um, they have to do. This is something the two companies have explored in the past and inevitably are revisiting. That makes sense considering Sony is likely very reluctant to give up their Spider-Man rights. It sounds like Disney is possibly offering to buy out Spider-Man's rights or buy Sony's film division outright. Uh, our sources said that they're considering buying Sony, which doesn't rule out a merger acquisition. Keep in mind that Sony is a company is very large and has a very large holding in gaming. This is also a complicated deal for the two companies to settle since only owns a lot of Spider-Man games. Well, well, I mean, I don't think that would affect, because like that wouldn't affect the gaming side of things because Sony doesn't side. own... Yeah, like that's already a deal they've made with Disney slash Marvel right. on the games because they don't own Spider Man the IP in gaming. They just own so, Spider Man like, the movie on, on movies and movie rights. So like this would not change anything on the gaming side of things, but on the movie side of things, like they they've got Venom two coming out. They've got other Spider Man ideas because they're into the Spider Verse two is in development. Like Sony yep. Pictures is is that's a big a big thing that Sony is doing and a lot of money that Sony Pictures makes off of this. In addition to the details and the and the breakdown of how the money is split to the Spider-Man movies and every time Spider-Man appears in an MCU movie. So that's indefinite money. Like that's money that Sony can rely on. Like Disney would really have to come correct with the, the money we're, we're going to be talking about some unprecedented billions to to get sony off of that because at this point now each mcu movie well but prior to the pandemic it was two billion so maybe things are changed they, yeah each movie generates a billion even the individual yeah. ones about individual heroes a billion off the break that's what they do. That's what they generate in revenue. So you would need to match that for a certain number of Spider-Man movies or enough to make Sony really like perk up on that. Maybe that has changed at post-pandemic with Black Widow not doing so well, with uh, Suicide Squad not doing so well on the sales side of things. Maybe Sony will look at this differently now that... like. Maybe they feel uncertain, but once the pandemic, like, are we, if we're ever really going to get back to the way things were, where people would go to the movie theater like that, uh, and maybe that might 
like drop the price down a little bit, but I still see them having to spend a ton of money to make this work. Yeah, but just like had like Elder Cat just said, Disney could damn near buy Earth. <laughs> exactly, and that's 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 why this is still a possibility because Disney has the kind of money to make this work. Ooh, and, 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 and to and your question, should Sony sell the Spy- Spider-Man to Disney? Absolutely. <laughs> because they, outside of Into the Spider-Verse, I don't think Sony really know what they're doing on, on, on with the, the Spider-Man What's property. Spider-Man? They have, they, they, they really kind of like blew it for the majority of the Spider-Man movies, so... Yeah, yeah, well, I think that they're looking at the success that they saw with Spider-Man inside the MCU, and they think that's going to kind of translate to their own movie line and i i just don't think that's gonna be the case i i think when you have spider-man embedded in that marvel universe it's uh, mcu it's 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 easily a you're talking about a billion two it it could go three because spider-man is the most known and loved you know superhero out there when it comes to uh most people of age and gender and stuff so i just think that it man whatever disney if if sony was willing to do this there is no number that disney would not give them i think especially if they can have a coherent um coherent storyline when it comes to not having to basically work around what sony wants to do with the characters and everything when it comes to their renditions on venom and everything and i think it wouldn't just be buying spider-man it would just be buying them outright from all their movie rights when it comes to marvel in general so venom and everything so it 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 would this would be more than just getting spider-man out up from under sony and like you said it doesn't hurt them on the video game side because they already have that deal in place um to work with them on that side but the more and more that this happens and you especially what you talking about it on um epic side i just mm. think they're, they're getting hit from so many directions and i do agree i think i think epic definitely definitely wants to get spider-man who wouldn't want to get spider-man marvel would i mean not marvel um steam will want to get spider-man but now if you got you know other players trying to come from the other side why not if they're coming at you with like six seven twenty thirty billion dollars to take that ip back from you man you gotta you you gotta look at that one real real hard yeah uh also i kind of want to mention some other little small tidbits about this uh this information that came Mm -hmm. out from epic uh, in regards to Microsoft. So mm-hmm. it said that they were opening conversations with Microsoft, I guess, to try to get like Microsoft's first party games on Epic Game Store exclusively. Uh, so far, if you've been paying attention, ever since Gears 5, I think, all f- uh, of Microsoft's first party games are on Steam to be, per- to, to be purchased uh, at launch. And that's all of them, every single one of them. I guess they're trying to uh, entice Microsoft to make those exclusive to to Epic Game Store as well. But they also had some other internal feedback about Microsoft. So they said that that uh, micro- Xbox is effectively bidding against us for content. Mm. And that Game Pass is against what we're doing. So if you think about that, what they're saying is that if you look at what Game Pass is do did with say like MLB the Show and Outriders, they got these games at launch in the Game Pass service. Epic is looking at that and looking at some of these other games like Twelve Minutes, which also came out in Game Pass, Xbox, and PC at launch. And they're saying 
they're competing with us because we're trying to get these games timed exclusive to the Epic Game Store. Meanwhile, they're getting them in Game Pass. Mm-hmm. And so it, what's someone going to do on PC? Are they going to play the game with their Game Pass description on PC or are they going to spend money on it through Epic Game Store? So they're seeing that and they're seeing that, that they're they're competing with us in that arena, which is kind of obvious, but at least we, we see that as being acknowledged by Epic. And then they, like the last thing they said was, they they know Phil has been meeting with Gabe from Valve occasionally, which I think if you look at some of Phil Spencer's tweets recently, where he talked about using the Steam Deck for a week mm-hmm. and playing some Xbox games on it, I think it's almost a, a a foregone conclusion that that Steam Deck is going to have a Game Pass app on it. Oh yeah, easily. Because they're going to want people to not have to dual boot windows in order to get to those to to game pass on that steam deck they're going to want people to just use it natively yeah. and i think that's something that 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 uh uh gabe newell is, is going to have no problem with uh with accommodating them with that because he wants steam deck to have content that's not available on its competition which is the switch yeah i agree with that so um that was a good segue um moving on from what we were just talking about with um sony and stuff when it comes to them and epic oh and also the thing with epic um i don't know if you've seen it but a lot of the court documents did get released on the fact that of the games that epic paid for to have inside of um have on the epic store 22 mm-hmm. 20 of the 22 games were not profitable for them Meaning they just spent money to get the exclusivity rights to them for their platform, but they didn't make any money off of them. So just because you have it, which is which is like, I mean, look, companies like Epic that have like they got Fortnite money now, so now they're 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 in the big leagues. Companies like that, they do stuff like that because they're trying. What they're trying to do, they're not trying to make a profit right now. It's a long term investment they're trying to make. They're trying to to get. P- the PC gaming community to start buying their games from Epic, and they want to get them into the ecosystem. So, hey, yeah, look, we're, we're going to get games over here. We're going to make sure those games are are not on Steam. So, people to force people. If you want to play Borderlands Three at launch, you know what you got to do. Yep, you got to download that free launcher and play it over here. You want to play Kana Bridge of Spirits in September at launch on PC? You know what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Download that free launcher, play it over here. And so, you know, of course, you're going to get like the, the Steam fanboys that are going to refuse to do that and say, I'll, I'll just wait for it to come to Steam. But the majority of people will be like, all right, I'm going to go with the game app. We'll go with you know? a game at. <laughs> so, right, 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 right. So, I mean, that's that. That, that it is what it is. But uh, oh, what's that? Get us about our segue. So, segue Game Pass, which we were talking about earlier. I just happened to think about the uh, epic thing at the end, right? Yeah, before. you you killed your segue, I man. You made my segue. Yeah, the good segue. It was a good segue, but you know what, Taz is. You know, Taz is gonna be Taz, and you know, shout out to the fire team. He go, he gonna let me know. He said, "Man, what happened to your segue, bro? I'm just, just, just want to keep you on pace." But um, yeah, Game Pass hurt sales of games. And this is mostly due to the fact that the developers of People Can Fly 
are not seeing any type of sales figures for the game that they produced, which was Outriders. And um, I have a lot to say about this, and I know you do too. And mm-hmm. but the but the but the biggest question, slow mo. One thing. Let's just get the the elephant out the room. Do you think that Game Pass is hurting sales of these games now in general? No, I don't. And not in the in the way that people are trying to suggest it is. I, I think a lot of people are still ignoring that there is a payout happening to get these. These games aren't just like they. Microsoft isn't bogarting these games onto Game Pass. Like there's a reason why there's a reason why those games are there and somebody got paid for them to be there. Now that kind of goes into what this whole situation is because, you know, there's a developer that's making outriders that made outriders and there's a, a company that published outriders and the company that published outriders made a deal with Xbox to get that game onto game pass and apparently from the way this looks a hundred percent of whatever that 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 dollar figure was went straight to square enix and nobody else so we already know that game pass downloads and someone playing a game in game pass does not count as a game sold Mm mm-hmm and apparently, if if you look at what the uh, the from the press statement from the um, people can fly, they are only getting royalties off of sales sold, and only after the development costs have been hit. So, what there's a lot of unknowns here. One unknown we don't know. We don't know if if the money that Square Enix got from Microsoft for game, for having Outriders in Game Pass actually counted towards development costs. It could be that Square Enix got creative and said, well, this counts towards something else. This, this is a different part of the accounting ledger. And therefore, it doesn't count towards, towards games, uh, towards uh, the royalties and towards uh, development costs uh, 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 taken care of. Like, we don't know. We just don't know that information. But I think when it comes to... When it comes to what People Can Fly believes or what they're doing, I think the only thing we can point towards in regards to them is that they're not cool with Square Enix, which is a lot of people. A lot of people aren't cool with Square Enix. <laughs> this isn't the first time a developer has felt slighted because Square, because they didn't get paid by Square Enix. And you could say that this deal was a bad deal to begin with, and people could fly should have never signed it from jump. But it is what it is. Like some of these developers don't have a choice. If you try to keep the lights on, and this is the only deal in town, you take it. And you hope for the best. Now, could the game have come out better? Absolutely. Could the game not been a buggy mess and still a buggy mess today? Absolutely. But did Game Pass hurt this game sales? I don't think so. 
because I don't recall too many people checking for this game before it was announced it was going to Game Pass. So if it that never happened, this game would have been a buggy mess in obscurity, and no one would have thought much more about it, and it would have moved right along. The reason why we are talking about this game at all right now, this press statement could have came out and likely would have came out about Square Enix not paying People Can Fly, whether it was in Game Pass or not. And the only reason we're talking about it now is that it is in Game Pass. It's because if it wasn't, no. That's the only reason why we're, t- we're, we're talking about it. Period. The, I, I'm looking for the actual statement from them. They said that because they, they have two other games that they are they are they are working on with a publisher. So they have contracts for them already. Mm-hmm. But the third game they're working on, they said we will self-publish this game. For now on, we are about self-publishing our own content, our own IPs that we will own going forward. So if this is the end result of them not getting any sales figures from Square Enix, they don't know how much the game sold. They don't know how close they are to hitting the mark to actually start generating some money off of it. They don't know anything. And yes, Capono, Outriders is still broken. Now, they don't know anything. That's If they don't know anything, that's the problem. If they say, we're going to self-publish our games from now on, they didn't say, hey, Game Pass is the devil. I hate Game Pass. And, I ne- I, and, and we're going to self-publish our own games from now on to make sure our games don't go in the Game Pass. They didn't say none of that. They mm-hmm. said, we're going to self-publish our games so that we know about our own sales. We generate all the money off of our own sales. And... and and this is, I will add this part, this wasn't said, but if you think about it, if they want to put their own self-published game in Game Pass, guess who's getting the bag for that? People can fly, not Square Enix. So what their issue is, is with Square Enix, which somehow, somehow, Square Enix evades all blame out of this they do i don't understand it either <laughs> and they and they tra- they out here acting like diddy and bad boy back in the 90s they like suge man <laughs> just straight jake jerking ninjas i ain't gonna say the word right right but they straight jake jerking people out here taking the money not giving you anything all all chrome no alloy out here right <laughs> the, 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 my, my, my rap fans know what i'm talking about with that that's how they treating developers and people like game pass mm-hmm. really is game pass really the problem here really or is it because here's a, yet again another publisher with their predatory practices treating developers like trash this ain't another publisher. That's, that's this all is, I gotta say. This ain't another publisher, though, Slumo. This is this is Square Enix, you know. This is the same the same no, publisher. They, they're all they all do this though. It, well, it's the same publisher that said that, you know, um Tomb Raider that sold three, four million copies that it, it wasn't enough. It needed to sell seven or eight million to be profitable. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I was like, but this is this is this is what I don't get. We had games like Ration and Clank. That sold like 1.5 million copies. 1.5 million. So it 
it's, it's we don't know the exact numbers. We know what we know what engagement numbers were like on uh, Outriders. Mm-hmm. We know that it was like three and a half million people engaged with the game in the first month. So we don't know what the actual number is. But it's hard for me to believe. I know Steam on day one had a hundred and fifty three thousand people playing Outriders on day one. So at least we know a hundred and fifty thousand people bought that game on Steam the first day. So yeah, we- yeah, and uh, 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 real quick, great point. I think I've seen people say, "Oh, well, that could have been three million actual sales instead of three million people, and, and a large portion of those people playing the game on Game Pass." What people are are ignoring is that for a, a significant portion of those people, the only reason they played it is because it was in Game Pass. Yep. So if they didn't, if it wasn't there, there is just as likely a chance that they would just say, I'm not that I'm not buying that game at $60 at launch when I'm not sold on it. Then people say, oh, it's not in a service that I can, I'm subscribed to. I'm going to buy that game and play it. That's not, it's not that black and white. It's not that cut and dry. Not everybody is just like, oh, a game I'm mildly interested in. I'll spend $60 on that. More than likely, there are people who are like a game, oh, look, there's a game I'm mildly interested in. Mm-hmm. I'll wait for a sale. Yeah. Uh, let me get these. Um, shout out to Erotimus with the $5 super chat. He says, speaking of Kina, do you think that Sony moved it because of the positive feedback of Psychonauts 2 when reviews had the five hour playthrough? Slow I know you probably paid attention. That. What do you think? Uh, hold on, that speaking of, do you think Sony moved it because I don't think Sony moved it. I think that was the decision of Ember Lab, the developer. I don't think Sony is publishing this game. I think they just have the marketing rights marketing to rights it. For it. So I, I think it just wasn't ready. It needs a little bit more polish. And plus, you got to think about Ember Lab was previously a animation studio and a kind of a movie studio. They didn't. They're not. They weren't game developers before this, and they're a small team. They're less than thirty people. So. Right. I yo know, take all the time you need. I think they just really, really needed a little bit more time to get the game ready. Dude, and game so I think that's what it's really world. about. And I I don't think Psychonauts 2 had anything to do with it whatsoever. I actually kind of feel like Kane or Bridge of Spirits has more mind share out there than Psychonauts 2. Even though Psychonauts is, has a previous title that's beloved that uh but Kana's animation the way it looks the way it looks like a pixar movie that that kind of stuff really resonates with people sony has shown it multiple times and multiple showcases now in state of plays people are i think people are looking forward more towards Kana than psychonauts and that like the psychonauts had nothing to do with them delaying their game i think they just wanted to be ready yeah. what do you think no, I I think the thing, same thing. I think at a at a certain point it just comes down to timing and stuff. Um, there's really no other games in that release window that they kind of needed to worry about. And I don't think Sony wants to delay anything. Honestly, they want to get as many games out as they can because I don't think they really want to sell games during the holiday. For some reason, they look at you know the holiday is taboo and they want to sell games before and after the holiday. So the fact that they had to push it back to, I believe, which is September 23rd or something now, 
um gives it a little bit more time for it to breathe gives it a little bit more time for the developers to finish and get all of the animation stuff out of the way um and, and, and as long as the game comes out in a great state that's all i really truly care about because it just seems like when it comes to sony games that's kind of the only games we've been actually having that with so yeah mm-hmm. I, I i agree with that and then we had a second uh super chat from erodimus talk about our current topic so so you mean to tell me sony has 115 million playstation 4s and 10 million playstation 5 users and pc has over 150 million users but a service more than with, that you yeah, way more than <laughs> that but a service with 18 million plus users caused the game to fail i love it it's so good nope you know <laughs> for what Erodimus has a good point. That's that a really agree. good point right there, bro. <laughs> oh, damn, I'm messing with him. Um, I did I did have the quote from directly from you know what I'm not even gonna say the, the guy that runs uh, uh people can fly studio. His his name is very Polish. I can't I can't you pronounce just don't it. Don't want to butcher it, I got you. I don't want to butcher it, but this is his quote, this is what he said, and this is in the actual the actual article working with the publisher this is square enix has well yeah square enix has many advantages but also is disadvantages one of them is the low impact of people can fly on sales activities and the incompleteness or as in this case the lack of data obtained from the publisher in this regard this is one of the reasons why a part from working with publishers we have decided to develop projects whose ip will remain the property of the company people can fly and which will be published by the company people can fly this is very blanket statement and and done in a very pr way but if you parse through the pr-ness the issue is square enix screwed us Going forward, we're not messing with any publishers. And so that aspect, if it really wasn't just, hey, Square Enix is just awful, (laughs) then they'd be like, we have learned our lesson. We will be working with different publishers in the future. Maybe we'll go with Activision or EA or or private division. But no, they said we're going to self-publish our IPs going forward. What does that tell you? It tells you that, that all of the publishers are like this yeah go back to bungie bungie on the high of making halo one of the at the time one of the peak games in gaming coming off of halo 3 goes independent makes a deal with microsoft they're going to make halo odst and halo reach now they're independent developing destiny one of the biggest names for developers in the entire world. They couldn't get anybody to publish Destiny. They even went back to Microsoft to try to get see if Microsoft would take it. And they said no. Everybody said no. And they're now independent. They don't have a check coming from Microsoft. Then Activision comes around. Yeah, we'll do it. Here are our terms, though. Mm. So what are you going to do? You going to let your studio close down, or you going to take this crap deal and make a game and try to make the best out of it? Slow mo, slow mo. Now you know I gotta, you know I gotta talk about this, bro. 
Okay. We've had you this discussion before. We have this. had this discussion sure before. And my point remains. What would they supposed to do? Would you rather have Bungie shut down than take that deal? No, I agree 100%. But like this also goes back to like I kept saying, like <laughs> I you can only blame yourself for signing the deal that you sign. If it, I mean, look, if, I, I I blame people can fly for putting themselves in that position. Sure. Yeah, exactly. That, but, that's all I'm but, saying. But if, if that's the only deal in town, I understand. If you when it comes to Bungie and Destiny, there were no other deals. Destiny would not be here if Activision if they did, did flip they that five hundred million dollars, they would not be here. You're absolutely right. So you gotta do what you gotta do sometimes. But this goes back to why people can fly. It's like we're not messing with no publishers no more. Whatever we make, we're gonna self-publish it. That's the best so that we don't end up in these it. positions. We don't end up in these positions not knowing what is our what, when are we going to get paid? Yeah, it, it, and that's the most. And that deal. Yeah. Oh, ooh, this is one more one more thing before you go. No, no, go ahead. That go ahead. deal. That deal. They said that they were supposed to get their first check if they had covered development costs in August. That's three months after the game came out, or three or four months after the game came out. Well, one quarter after the game came out. That's very similar to a developer, indie developer that, that came out on Twitter last week with a tweet that was talking about how he thinks that the, the, the publishers in the video game industry have very, very predatory practices and that they the way they treat developers is ridiculous and that it needs to change he talked about how he was self self-publishing his own game a publisher he he wouldn't name them came to him he didn't go to them they came to him which is uh, since he had already did a kickstarter and had already fully funded his game he was in a position to tell them no and kick rocks but they came to him with a deal he started outlining the deal it's very similar to what we see here with square enix and people can fly mm -hmm. and the rationale that publisher used to him when he told them no and they were shocked that he told them no was well plenty of other developers take this take this kind of deal we don't see what the problem is and that's just it. They don't really have a choice. So they, they use precedent of other developers who don't have a choice because their game isn't already fully funded as, as the reason rationale why you should sign this crappy predatory deal. But in that deal, he said the same thing. He said, I wouldn't even see a single dime until a quarter after the game launch. That's only if it covered the $500,000 development cost of it. It's crazy. Mm. So look, like, 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 uh, back to what we're talking about. Game Pass. Like, this is nothing <laughs> to do with Game Pass, man. This, this is nothing. The only reason Game Pass was even brought up is because the author of the article mentioned Game Pass. Basically, I agree. I mean, yeah, I'm done. My bad. No, no, you're good. I just think Game Pass in general is, it's a. It, look, people. People, a lot of people love it. A lot of people hate it. A lot of people, I ain't gonna really say they hate it. They just don't agree with the um, the way that people prop it up like Jesus Christ. And I don't think it's that or anything, but I think it's it serves a purpose. It it gives people the means to play games that they never would have probably trade to play before. Now, Outriders, they kind of did two things. Um, 
in my opinion, they kind of did two things wrong here. Uh, first of all, they didn't believe in their game. Well, I ain't gonna say they didn't believe in it as if people can fly. I just don't think Square believed in it enough after they signed that deal with them to publish that game. Those pre-order numbers were real freaking low when that game came out. That's the reason that deal came together last minute like it did because I felt mm -hmm. like the fact that when you look at it, it's like, yo, they're looking at... You know, we had a really good beta. The beta came out. People were enjoying the beta and enjoyed the game, but those pre-order numbers didn't go up a lot. And it's like this game literally comes out in a week, and all of a sudden you see Xbox saying, "Oh, Xbox Game Pass day one." And it's like, huh? That happened real quick. And you know, we was always wondering, like, okay, what what was the what was the thought? Like, was this a last minute deal? And part of us just felt just because, yeah, the game was, we actually enjoyed the game, but it didn't have a lot of hype behind it when it comes to like pre-order numbers and stuff. And what is the publisher going to do? If you give them an avenue to get some of their money back, we don't know what Xbox offered them. We don't know what kind of deal they offered because Phil Spencer has made it very much known that everybody does not have the same deal. There are different deals, different tiers for people inside a game pass, mm -hmm. depending on what your game is. It could be money, monetary funds up front it could be by download he said it's a myriad of ways this can happen but it just changed it just microsoft saw an opportunity and they were like yo let's take advantage of this opportunity just like they took advantage of that same opportunity with mlb when it comes to the show you think that sony wanted that game to go in there they they they, they basically microsoft skipped over them was like we're gonna go to the people that's publishing it on xbox and it just happened to be mlb themselves and mlb they don't see they don't see blue or green. They see, they, see they, they don't not they do see hold green. Up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, bro. Yeah. I, 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 Go ahead. Um Game Science, what? the Chinese developer that's making Black Myth Wukong. Yeah. Just released a 12 minute gameplay trailer. Oh Lord. That's an Unreal Engine 5. Oh. Uh blink me that. I, I I will. I'm doing it right I'm now. A, I'm gonna I'm let I, I'm, link me that. Yo, this is. Oh man, why couldn't they just release this earlier in the day? Well, but you, that that's this. this like it. I literally just saw this pop up. Um, like like uh a few minutes ago. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, there it is. What did they? What is this playing on? Oh yeah. Okay. And it's on YouTube. Cool. So let me see. Copy this link. And that game, that game is is gonna be that game looks so incredible. Oh yeah, this is let me see if I can see if we could just get it on over here on this screen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you if there's any way you could probably like try to like probably switch to. I don't know if you have the same scenes that I have. I have a scene for, for I like have stuff a, like that. I have but a full scene too, but it's in 4K too as well. What? Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you scroll, wait. That's that's the epic thing. If you yeah. get, you gotta find the uh, the other one I sent. I just sent you. Oh yeah, this is okay. Yeah, I'll figure it out real quick. Um, actually, I know how I can get it real quick. I'll just while we're talking, I'll just copy it and then get it that way. 
But um, yeah, this is derailed because I know we've been looking forward to this game for a while. <laughs> <laughs> we just derailed it. We've been looking forward to that for a while. But no, when it comes to Game Pass, like I was saying, I think in general, it's a it's it is good. It's doing what it's supposed to do. It's helping people play games that they normally wouldn't play. I know some people would have bought Outriders if it wasn't released, but I also know people that are super happy they didn't buy Outriders because let's 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 let me ask you something, Sloma. What do you think killed Outriders more? The fact that it was in Game Pass or the fact that the game still to this day for the majority not even gonna say for the majority of people, but for some people. It just doesn't work anymore. Still, I, I would say it's uh, that the game doesn't work. Um, it's not because of Game Pass. I, and this is speaking from someone who um, it, it, it switched off of the uh, the game science game. Um, yeah, yeah no, I know. Um, I I know for a fact myself. For example, I I bought the game on Steam because it wasn't a Game Pass PC, and I wasn't going to... Uh, I, th- I think at the time I didn't have uh, my Xbox Series S. So I played it in Game Pass uh, uh, Steam. I said Game Pass Steam, sorry. Oh, played it on Steam on PC. I have 190 hours in, in Outriders. I didn't 100% it because I before I was, when I was working on that, I finally just quit playing the game because I got tired of them constantly nerfing stuff. Mm-hmm. I got tired of them trying to fix things that were broken in the game, uh, systems that were broken, and then breaking other things that were working just fine, or fixing something only to find that other things were broken so poorly behind it that the the game became unplayable. I got tired of, and, and Luca always brings this up. I I helped Luca get through the campaign. Mm-hmm. She was like in like maybe two hours left of the game. We I helped her get through those last two hours. Then I tried to help. Uh, I think t- uh, a homie Taz get through. You were with me. Yep. The changes they had made in that short period of time had made it so my character that was doing one million damage a bullet, one million damage a bullet. On challenge tier 14 in the end game, could only do 500 damage per bullet. On world tier seven, with the with the host at like level 20 something, that makes no sense. And that's like typical of the kind of issues that you would have with Outriders, where things just didn't make sense. Crossplay worked great at launch. That, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Crossplay for the beta worked great. Mm-hmm. Then you get to the launch and crossplay doesn't work at all. Matter of fact, multiplayer didn't work. Even on your own platform, you couldn't get people in. So I played primarily mostly of the campaign my first time through solo because I couldn't play with other people, even though I had tons of people who wanted to play the game. We know people who were locked out of their accounts for weeks and it took them weeks to fix it. We know people who got their inventories completely wiped. Their accounts lost to the abyss forever and they were told to start over. Mm-hmm. And I know multiple people 
who quit the game, not because, well, partly because they didn't find it fun, but the majority of the people I know that played the game and quit the game, they quit the game because of technical issues that should have never been present. Now, if you think Square Enix should have gave them more time, they did the, delay the game twice, so they did do that. But when you have known issues and people tell you what the issues are and you tried to fix them and you still didn't fix them, nah, that's on you. So if anyone, the, the chief person, the chief person to blame for this entire situation of, of, of people can fly wondering how to keep the lights on because they didn't get paid is yeah. people can fly. Yeah. So you can blame Square Enix for being shady. That's cool. But Square Enix wouldn't have a leg to stand on if the game was amazing and it's so like gangbusters. Right. Because the, as, as people famously spoke of when the game came out at launch and even though it was in Game Pass, a lot of people were bragging about how the vast majority of sales were on PlayStation and PC. Well, PlayStation and PC didn't have Game Pass. So if that is where the sales were primarily and games don't, their sales normally don't just fall off a cliff a few weeks after the game comes out. Well, what, what contributed to that? Maybe it was the poor word of mouth about the, the state of the game that the people were having issues and no one else is going to go buy a game where it's broken and people can't even log in right. and people are, are work 15 hours in and they lose everything. There's only one person to blame for this. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I agree. And there's really nothing more to say around that. It just comes down to, <laughs> first of all, you, you got a square Enix problem, not a Microsoft or Xbox problem. Xbox is kind of the reason your game is, mostly relevant especially in a console space because even if it did sell more well we already know it pretty much sold more more copies on other platforms xbox gave it a it gave it a vantage point that the game probably wouldn't have had if it wasn't for the fact that game pass allowed that many people to be able to try out the game and play it and the unfortunate thing is the game was fun the game was enjoyable i really liked the game but you can only take so much of, you know, all the issues that that game had in general. And I feel for the developers, I feel for them. I feel for people can fly when it comes to not getting their monetary gains from the publisher Square Enix, but you, you shouldn't be blaming Game Pass for something like this. This is something you directly should be going to the publisher and saying, why haven't we not seen monetary gains for a game that you said out of your own mouth, is the next major franchise for for uh, Square Enix? You said that, not them. So that's where that conversation needs to go. But um, moving on from um that topic, unless you got something you want to add into a slumber. Nope. Nope. I think we uh, I think we pretty much nailed it. Yep, yeah, nailed that one. All right. So Hades impressions. What did you think so far? How much? Matter of fact, how much have you played so most so far? Um, first off, let me say, I, I wish I would have played this last year when it was a game of the year contender. When and I, I was just Switch. so busy when it was on Switch and, and PC. Oh, and Steam, PC. Yeah, it was on Steam. Yeah. I, I, 
Yeah, so like I, you know, I I should have played it last year. I should have because this game is 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 awesome. I'm having so much fun. The game's fire. Um, I'm not really into roguelites too much like that. Um, I tried Returnal. Uh, Returnal is a cool game. I I stopped playing Returnal because of the the issue with the game crashing. You'd be all the way in the run, and um, it happened to me. One crash happened to me, and I said, "All right, uh, I, I'm gonna put this game on the shelf until until uh, House Mark can can fix these issues." And I just I haven't got back to it yet, but I'm liking Hades more than Returnal because I I I enjoy the the combat a little bit more, but. I think it's more so the story as well. I like the whole Greek gods stuff that's going on, the 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 mystery of what's really happening with Hades and the other gods and 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 if uh you know what I don't want to do any spoilers. I'm not I'm not gonna to go too far in that. But that this the story's interesting. The voice acting is phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal. I mean am, amazing voice acting. And I'm I'm just enjoying how different the game plays with each weapon. Like I don't know what your your favorite weapon is, but I've played with everything but the shield at this point. Mm-hmm. Well, at least the starter weapons. I, people were telling me there's a gun that you get that's awesome. And I see a lot of people say their favorite weapon is the gun. Mine is the spear. I love. The I spear, love man. that spear. That 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 spear is fire. And then recalling it back like Thor's hammer. Um, once I got the spear, I got really comfortable. And I think that it's a game where uh, you want to be comfortable with the weapon that you're using. Because I try a lot. Like, uh, uh, shout out to Rand. Uh, Randall Thor was in my stream. And he and he, he told me not to besmirch the name of the, the bow and arrow. Because he loves the bow and <laughs> arrow. And he said that he, he, he ran through the game once he got that bow and arrow. And... I tried the bow and arrow and I just couldn't I, I couldn't get used to the whole like you gotta hold the button to the draw and then press it again to to let go. And that just when I want to strike with my, my quick strike, I don't want to do two like two button presses to just get one arrow out. So I, I did like the 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 uh the the heavy attack or the the special I'm sorry the special attack with the bow and arrow because it hits like a range like a a, a, a AOE of, uh, attack with a whole bunch of enemies around you and that could be really cool but uh, the the spear the spear really was was really hidden for me um, at this point I'm like what you would call on biome three I when I did the stream last uh, last night, shout out to Big Mike as well. Big Mike was uh, was watching it too, and and a, and a few other people in the chat, um, Aradimus as well. Um, I uh, I lost to the first boss, uh, the one of the Furies, uh, Meg. I lost to her the first time. Fought her again, beat her the second time. I I lost uh, in my stream. I lost like uh, I think uh, to the 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 Bone Serpent, which is the uh, the snake. Um, but after that, I've been playing it. Um, uh, I played it a couple times. Um, one, I had a really, 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 really good run where I beat Meg. Now beating Meg is like nothing. I beat Meg easily. It's different where in Returnal, once you beat the boss, you don't have to fight the boss for that area, that biome any further. In Hades, you have to fight that boss again. But you get stronger and you get more. Uh, you get more. 
uh, yeah, you just get stronger over time um, and with the stuff that you accumulate with the darkness and using that to to get more stuff. You you get stronger uh, easier than I, I think you would with Returnal, and so it's it's okay that the, the bosses keep coming back. But I beat the Bone Surf, and I lost to the Minotaur and the other hero dude with the the the, the spear. They they, they whooped me. But I'm telling you, like it's 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 addictive. It's a very addictive game, and I it, I think it's it not even I think I I played it through Game Pass on PC. I'm buying this game because I once it leaves Game Pass, I know it's going to be a game I'm gonna go back to just to do more runs, just to just to do another run and see which uh which um boons I get from the gods. That to see, you know, because like every time you play a run, you get different boons, you get different weapons, you get you, you, not different weapons, but you get different modifiers to your weapon that make things uh, a little bit different. And I, I'm just really enjoying it. But what about you, man? No, yeah, from w- little that I played of it, I truly enjoy just the atmosphere in general. I am. This is the one type of game that I'm super into because I'm really into the whole um, Greek mythology and everything like that. It really um, speaks and stands out to me, the type of game that they're actually, they actually created and stuff. I played it initially on Switch. I didn't beat it or anything, but the, um, the overall aesthetic of the game feels phenomenal. The music is really good, like especially when you're getting into... Oh, yeah. The, the yeah. music is like, yo, it's so good. Uh, and then the voice acting is man, just listening to the characters talk to each other, go back and forth. Uh, even in the middle of combat, the things that they be saying, I'm like, yo, this is this, it just makes sense. It feels so good. And just like you, I haven't gotten to like having the gun or anything. I, you know, really, really like the spear. Um, you can actually do a lot of range. Um, people just think it's all short. You could actually do some really. Oh no, it's got great range. It's got some really good yeah. range, bro. And just I love the dash mechanic, just moving around. It just mm-hmm. adds a whole nother level of movement to the game. Not saying that it's something that is, you know, particularly just something that they did. It's just the fact that I feel like the implementation of it is done very, very well inside of this game. Um uh, for me, I didn't I got to the serpent, the um the um the uh skeleton serpent and literally got waxed right there i i went in there and had like 13 health left and i was like yeah we're gonna die at this boss <laughs> and i walked through the door and there the boss was i was like, yeah this is not gonna happen and i actually was doing pretty good when it was just the one but then when you get him to half health and you know his head start coming from other directions and stuff i just it just got mm-hmm. me it's like and that was the one thing that i really enjoyed i mean even returnal had this to an extent um, well returnal had it probably uh even more than this just learning those fights and stuff it was a, a really really cool thing but the biggest thing is it's a roguelite so you know you die you're starting back over uh the thing i like a lot, a lot about it is the upgrade path just seems very clear like there are some negative stuff in the game but for the most part everything in the game is almost like a purely a upgrade just to help you be better you mean you mean when you when you go see chaos and exactly. chaos gives you a boon yep but uh there comes a, a modifier with it like it'll be like uh if you hit a trap it'd be like a 200 like this is just an example but it'll be you may have like 250 percent more damage from a trap if you run into it than um 
than you would normally. But the uh, the upside to it is that maybe your critical hit chance goes from like two percent to like six percent or something like that. You know, right. that and that could run. That could be a permanent thing, uh, passive, passive for you for like your your entire run, which is uh, I think I think that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, like that game, that game's great. Like it, it's and it, it's funny. I gotta bring this up. It's funny. Mm-hmm. Last year, when this game came out, and it got nominated for Game of the Year, because you know, you know, only one indie really gets nominated for Game yeah, of the Year. This was the one, and this was the one. And Ori didn't get nominated. Now I think Ori deserved the nomination, but didn't get it. I think it deserved it over other games, not Hades. Yeah. But it, it deserved a nomination. But people were upset at Hades and called Hades overrated. That's because they didn't play it. Oh, no. I heard them say, oh, you heard I them. played it. It ain't oh. that good. Oh. It ain't as good as Ori. And now I see some of them same people claiming it's their game of the year. Mm. Just saying. They're going to say that it's because it's a light year. <laughs> just saying uh, I mean what, what's changed I don't know maybe because it's in Game Pass oh you talk about, I those, don't you talk know. about those people uh, yeah I think so I think some I think some people are exaggerating the, a little bit but hey hey it is what it is um uh shout out to the Black Myth Wukong video that's playing you know looks so good Dope, bruh. Look at this. That. Look at this, man. It looks so the, good. I, I'm, I've been, I've been watching it on my my PC. I, I'll let you know about the only thing that I have an issue with with it. I think there's some motion matching that's a problem. Okay. Uh, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Like it's not that big a deal. But I, I'll, I'll show you the part when it shows up. And, and and it's something that could easily be rectified. It's like it's not going to be a big issue. But they they got they definitely got something working here, man. Oh, this man. this. This so this game is going to be ridiculous. Um. Uh. Oh. Um. Tales of Arise. Did you get? Did you check out the demo? No, I didn't. Not yet. Okay, so is I played the demo is yesterday. Is it available to anybody right now? Yes, it's available on. It's only on Xbox and PlayStation. So those those are the only places you can play the demo right okay, now. I but downloaded there. Yeah, it's a very short demo. It's not as, but it's pretty open ended. Like it's basically there's there's not much story to tell here. You show up in a valley, you talk to a dude. He says you're trying to get out of here. You need to go through the city. You go to the city. They say we're not letting you in because this is big monster out here that's scaring everybody. He's real dangerous. You agree to kill the monster. In order to get passage into the city and get accommodations, some comfortable accommodations, they say, "Yeah, you go kill the monster." That's the end of the demo. Now that's it. That's that's pretty much it. But what the reason why I do like the game is it it it, it has this huge valley where that has a, a a vendor just sitting out there in the valley and in an area for you to rest and and camp at night and. It allows you to just fight the monsters. Every time you camp and rest, the monsters respawn. You can just fight monsters to your heart's content. You don't have to go to the city. You don't have to finish the story beats. You can just play the game. And I do like how this action RPG plays. You you it's free flowing. You can choose one of the 
six characters to play with. They they're very uh, have a, a wide variety. There's a a girl with a shield and 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 hammer. There's a dude with like a really big sword. There's another guy with a staff. That's the one I use primarily. There's a there's a girl who's a mage. There's another guy who's just all hand to hand combat. You know your typical RPG archetypes in different classes uh there's a healer you know stuff like that so like it's a girl she has actually has a gun she's a gun and she's a healer and so there's like different archetypes that you can choose and and i think they're pretty wide variety they're pretty much a wide enough variety where everyone who likes a particular style of play will have a character that can kind of suits them and even though you're playing as one character, you'll see on the directional pad where uh, if uh, the other characters that are fighting with you, uh, if they have a special that's ready, you can just press a button and then they'll attack the enemies as well. The enemy that you're fighting and you can kind of do combination attacks. It, it works really well. Uh, it's but that I mean, that's kind of like typical tales. This one seems to be a little bit more. A little bit like I, I played Tales of Vesperia. I haven't played played Tales of what's the other one called Vesaria, I think it's called. But Tales of Vesperia was a little bit more lighthearted. This looks to be a little bit like more serious than that. And I heard Tales of Vesperia is is a, a is a bit more serious, so kind of like more my my speed. But the, this one looks good. It's uh, I, I've had my eye on it, and I'm definitely gonna pick it up when it comes out next month. What about you, man? I like the Tales games. Um, I think Tales of Symphonia was one of my favorites uh, back on GameCube and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't get a chance to play uh, Vasperia. Uh, I remember that was on 360, and I remember it just being one of those yes, games. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was on 360, and the Definitive Edition, they remastered it, brought up to the Xbox One and um, PS4. I was thinking about right. getting back to them. It's just those games were such a commit. It's like, I don't know if I was going to do it, but... Seeing um seeing this game um when they showed it off at the showcase, I was like, man, this just reminds me of so much of what I used to love about those type of games. And it's just mostly just getting back into them. So um I always say I want to get back into those roots of getting back into those old JRPGs and stuff like that. And so it's definitely on my radar and stuff. And I didn't know it was a, and I think that's probably oh, part of real the, quick, real quick, real, yeah, real, real, real quick, because it's showing now. This is the only part I had issue I have with the Black Mifu Kong uh Unreal Engine 5 trailer. Do you see how uh the 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 uh your character is running over the ice? Yeah. The motion mashing doesn't work very well. It almost seems like he's not re- touching the ice at all. Yes. Yeah, and that. I think it's partly due to the fact that uh there is no no uh evidence that he's actually running on the ice. Like there isn't like any condensation or any like chips of ice that are moving away when he runs. Yeah. It's just that it, you see the damage to the ice based off of what the dragon he's fighting is doing, but you don't see anything in regards to his footsteps and his movements. And so I think that's like, a, literally that's like, that's a nitpick. That's the only thing I, I this I can really seem to have an issue with. You nit- Otherwise you know when you see a game like this, like, it looks it looks so good <laughs> yeah yeah look it looks freaking amazing and everything that they show from this just looks looks really that that good um yeah i can't wait for this time yeah man it's mm-hmm. yeah but when it comes to uh comes to uh tales i think the one thing that's kind of always got me is just getting into it with a beta just seeing because they're all self-contained stories and stuff so 
now that I know there is one, I'm definitely going to try it out. You did say it's kind of short because you just do one simple thing and that might get me into it. I'm not 100% for sure. And plus, there's a lot of other stuff coming out. Like I got Alien Fireteam coming out. I, I, I'm i a huge Alien fan. I'm going to definitely play that. Kena still comes okay. out next month, I'm, but I'm, I'm going to play that. I'm interested in that too, but like I've been... No, man. Like I've looked some of the gameplay. The gameplay like, looks funky, but... bro. It, it 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 looks funky. I ain't gonna lie. It, it, looks real it, it, it ain't it ain't looking that high, man. It doesn't. It, it ain't looking that high. But yo. I but I can't it, let it's... my last experience of an alien game still be Colonials Marine. <laughs> Cause that, yeah, that hurt uh, my you, heart. You look, man. You, you gonna, I think you're gonna be disappointed. It's with only thirty nine ninety nine. It should be in Game Pass. Hopefully, they announce it tomorrow. On that, the that, yo, I'm sorry, but forty dollars looks like it, it, it. That that's too much for this. That's right too much. Now. For what it. I'm saying, it, it looks, uh, it looks, it's too much for it right now. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, you might be right. It, it, it don't. It don't look that I'm good, only, man. Listen, man. I'm only. I'm. I'm. A, I'm be honest. I'm only doing this because I'm a fan of the franchise, not because of the game. The game looked interesting to me at first, but I I remember when they showed the last gameplay trailer of it, and I was like, this don't look all that good. But God dang it, it's an alien game, and I'm a sucker for alien games, so I'm gonna I'm gonna buy this. And they just I mean, ever since um ever since Alien Isolation, they really haven't done a good job at the Alien franchise, so. Uh, you just hope that you just hope to hope that one day they actually fix it. Dude, dang, that thing just ripped you apart. But um, yeah. But so there's a bunch of other games still coming out. I got 2K coming out on the 10th. I'm definitely getting that because I've, I've been playing that a lot with um, Rand and Dealer and stuff. And, and just getting back into basketball has been a really really cool thing. Um, I refuse to play Matt and not do. I didn't even download the demo for that. <laughs> they could keep that. Nuts. Madden, I would never. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like I have keep that. I said I'm good. I said the only fun. I said the next time I play a football game is when they bring NCAA back. Then I'll play football because <laughs> that was the only football game that I was willing to play. But uh, I'm definitely that. interested in uh, Tales of Arise. I was interested when I first seen it. Um, it's just like I said, it's like so many games coming out. So. Um, but I'm glad you got a chance to play it. And um, I definitely need to check out your uh, live stream when it comes to uh, Hades. Do you know when the next time you probably going to do it? I, I'm I'm going to get back to streaming Hades after I finish 12 minutes. I, I really yeah. feel like I'm at the end of 12 minutes. I, I don't know why. I just kind of feel like I am. I, I, I got I had a breakthrough. I'm not going to ruin anything for anyone. Right. But I had a breakthrough right near the end of my stream. And I, I would have continued on if uh, we didn't have DPS tonight. Mm. And so I would have continued on to finish it, but I feel like the reason why I might go ahead and stream once the show was done is just because, um, just because uh, I, I felt like uh, I'm, I'm close to to the end with it. But we'll see, we'll see. Um, but yeah, once I finish 12 minutes, um, I'm gonna go back to the Hades. Okay, cool. Well, yeah. last topic probably gonna be a short one because there's really not that much information. Well, there's actually quite a bit, but we're not really that in tune to it but call of duty vanguard addition officially got announced today slow-mo did you get a chance to see the trailer that they put out yeah i watched it <laughs> okay i was i knew you had that watched it so this is world so, war ii again so so first of all okay before i get into that because i definitely want to ask you that what did you think of just the trailer in general 
blah. <laughs> look, look, I, I Call of Duty has good campaigns, so I do think this campaign is probably going to be good. I do think that 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 is the case. It's probably going to be a good campaign. That said, bro, like World War Two again. I'm so sick of World War Two, uh, and I, I just. I, I don't really care for Call of Duty anyway. Like, I, Call of Duty's not really like my my. I'm more of the side of like the Halo side, the first person shooters. So, you know, like I, I'm just I just don't really care for Call of Duty like that. So, like the last two Call of Duties that I've had have been gifted to me. One was gifted to me. The other one I got with a graphics card. So. I haven't really paid for it, and then whenever I did get them, I did play through the campaign and was like, "Oh, this campaign was good." But uh, the I just don't care for Call of Duty. I I don't think Call of Duty is. Uh, I mean, it's going to be fine for the hardcore Call of Duty audience. They're they're going to eat it up regardless, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think that those uh, the the casual like. Uh, first-person shooter people that just will will play Call of Duty uh, just because it's another one that came out this year are going to with this so much competition mm-hmm. um, in this space. You got you got Halo Infinite coming. You got Battlefield 2042 coming. You got Splitgate, which has uh, had 10 million people try to uh, play it in the past uh, in the past 30 days. With all this competition, I don't think them. The, the direction they went not that they could see this for you know like for for see this coming years in advance and they started developing it but i i just don't think it's uh it's going to be the the biggest year for them but they'll be fine because they're, they're call of duty this is going to outsell everyone else anyway <laughs> i don't hey listen do you, i don't know about that um you I, liked it no 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 i when you said i'll sell everything i think they got some competition this year from who? I think they got competition from that Grand Theft Auto update that's coming out on PS5 and, P- and Xbox Series X. Nah, I mean, look, that yeah, that's going to sell, I of think, course. I think that's going to sell like crazy. <laughs> look, it's going to have, long term, it's going to have more legs than the Call of Duty game will. Well, Call of like, Duty sales more sales up front. Right, right. I think, but I think in just this year alone, when this year is up, I, I, I don't Call think this is going to be any. One. Call of Duty would be the number one game, so like it is, damn near every year. Um, I, I don't think anything else is going to outsell it. Um, I do think now, guaranteed. I, I, I anticipated this was going to happen. I said it for a while. I said that Call that Activision was going to finally, you know, reveal Call of Duty sometime in August, and that. Uh, at Gamescom, Microsoft will announce the Halo Infinite release date, and I think that's going to finally happen. They were waiting for Call of Duty this entire time. Um, there's some people who are speculating on when that would be. Uh, I I know Phil Spencer had stated that they had like a three week release window yep. that they were looking at, and clearly, with Battlefield coming out two weeks before Call of Duty. That three-week release window is somewhere in there. I know there are people who think that it's going to be like November 15th or something like that, like basically after Call of Duty comes out. I feel like that's a mistake if they do that, and here's why. I think they want to get the Call of Duty audience to try Halo Infinite. Yeah, they do. But if you release 
after Call of Duty, they're already invested in the Call of Duty they play every year. They're not going to stop playing Call of Duty to try your game. So I think they need to release before Call of Duty. And so I think, even though a lot of people have kind of brought up the Titanfall 2 example, I think they actually will be released in between 2042 and Call of Duty, which a lot of people told me on Twitter today, that would be a terrible decision. That would be killing their game. But I think Halo isn't Titanfall. Titanfall was a game that, although was a a, a, a quality game, one, but the I, the IP Titanfall was not like a is not is not and had never has been a household name or a massive name in the gaming industry. Yes, Halo Star has kind of like it's it, it, it doesn't shine as much as it used to, but it's still Halo, and I I don't think Halo is on the level of Titanfall where they can't like go up against these two big first-person shooter uh, IPs and at least compete. It makes sense to come out before Call of Duty because you haven't been out for a while, and now people can actually, you know, with a free game, try your game out before Call of Duty comes out. Kind of like the example of how, like, 2K did with NFL 2K when it came to Madden. They didn't just... When they when they back when they had the opportunity to do football games, they didn't just re, just make it super cheap mm-hmm. compared to Madden. They released it almost a full month before Madden came out, so that people didn't have an excuse to not play the game because they knew if they released it at the same time or after Madden, all the Madden fans that didn't realize their game was better would just ignore it and say, "Why, why the heck would I play that? I got Madden." I was one of those people that was like, man, you know, you know, it's $20. Shoot. I'll go ahead and play this for $20 for, for a few weeks before Madden come out and come to find out. I never stopped playing. So I think that's something that's in their mind that they want to do, but they pl- going after, like I, I've seen um shout out to, to, to Neth on, on, on Twitter and YouTube, actually. And he does a lot of halo content. And he was talking about the Funko, the Funko uh, pop, uh, for 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 Halo Infinite has a release date the fifteenth. Uh, I I don't think that they would allow the release date of their game to to be leaked by the Funko release <laughs> date. And I also don't think that anybody that's checking for Halo Infinite really cares about the toy like that. So I don't really think those, those correlate. I think it could come out weeks before or weeks after the game comes out. I don't really think it matters. Nope, I agree. Same thing. Call of Duty has been something I haven't cared about in a couple of years now. Um, Campaign is fun. I used to play the campaign every year, but it just got to the point where I'm like, why? Um, I just kind of just fell out of favor. I mean, I think ever since Black Ops 2, I just kind of just said, I'm over it. Uh, I probably will play this one. I did try to. I the last one I tried to play was um, World War Two, which is actually pretty cool. Uh, and and the Call of Duty campaigns are actually pretty cool. So I don't, I don't have any, um, I don't have any fear that this one's not going to be good either. I just think it's going to be another serviceable game. Uh, my question is, is it really going to? Ha- how is Warzone going to be affected by this going back to Modern Warfare? I mean, Modern, um, not Modern Warfare, World War Two. 
Uh, are we going to see a change in that? Because normally they kind of change Warzone up every other year. And this will be the second year of Warzone being in the same state that it's in. Uh, so are they going to change that up mm -hmm. a little bit when it comes to it having a World War II vibe? I don't know how that's going to kind of affect uh, sales or not sales, but just engagement on that game since it's a free to play part of the game. So I'm kind of interested in that. One thing that I am very, very excited to see, though, is that Treyarch did say that they are the offic officially going to be doing all the zombie stuff going forward. They're not going to be dependent on whatever team is building Call of Duty, because if anybody doesn't know, Treyarch is the creators of the zombie mode in Call of Duty. So even if it's being made by like sledgehammer or affinity war whoever's making the game the zombie component will always be done by treyarch which i think is an amazing thing because i think they have the the best rendition of zombies when it comes to um call of duty so i think that was a good thing that came out of this but this just opens up the door for games like Call of Duty and Halo, though. You know, a lot of people are tired of World War II mechanics. Some people are going to say it's been a while since we've been there. I'm going to say it hasn't been long enough. We need to be away from there a lot longer than we have been. Uh, it's the reason I did. I love Battlefield, and it's the main reason I don't have hundreds and hundreds of hours in Battlefield 1 and Battlefield 5, because I just don't care for that error when it comes mm -hmm. to you know multiplayer games and stuff that's why i'm super excited for battlefield and i mean i heard some stuff from people from the technical alpha they were in but you know uh, that's just the alpha so i'm willing to give it a chance when the game actually does release october 23rd to see what it's actually like or 22nd so i think it just opens up the door for games like that and um Let's see what happens there. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a huge difference because I think Call of Duty is just monstrous, just like you said. I think Grand Theft Auto is going to probably eat up the rest of that pie depending on what other games come out, especially if we don't get games like um, Horizon Forbidden West coming out. You know, if those games don't come out, then you're definitely going to see kind of a domino effect from the games that normally dominate the holidays. They're going to dominate it again this year. Uh, on top of some other games that's going to release that's going to kind of fill in the top 10 like they normally do like Pokemon and stuff like that but um yeah I think it's I think the trailer was good I think from what I saw of it was good I think the multiplayer is going to be fine I just have questions about how it's going to engage uh interact with Warzone and what's going to happen um with that going forward so but you got anything else around that slow-mo no I'm good man you good with that cool mm-hmm so, guys, that is um, episode 47 of the Damage Per Second podcast, DPS podcast, as you guys may know it. Um, first, I would like to thank all of you guys. We had about 67 people that showed up in the um, the chat today. I, I truly appreciate that. Me and Slow Mo both do. You show so much support wherever we are either in our streams or just on our channels when you're watching our videos or just in in general on twitter and we definitely appreciate that but uh slow-mo let these um fine people know exactly what you got going on your channel and what they need to be looking forward to when it comes from your content yep yep uh yo first off great show man uh, great hosting um you guys can find me on my youtube channel slow-mo backslap just like the name you see it right there uh i i make videos on the games that i enjoy and as well as uh dps podcast which will be on um uh 
this next Thursday, next Thursday, 9 p.m. <laughs> Eastern. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, what day? What day? The same day, man. Come on. Um, and also on uh, Twitter by the same name and on Twitch by the same name. I've been doing a lot of streaming, um, as I mentioned before. Uh, all the games that I, well, not all of them, but the majority of the games that I mentioned earlier that I've been playing, I either have streamed or have been currently streaming over the past week. So come on through. Uh, you know, follow the channel. Come check. Come hang out with with, with your with your boy, and uh, we can you know play these games together. But yeah. uh, outside of that, hope you guys have a great night and enjoy your games, man. Yeah, definitely. Um, and for myself, it's uh, Gaming Forte everywhere, YouTube and Twitter. You already know the channel. Um, I don't even know why I was about to go into the spiel because you're already here. Uh, make sure you hit the like button on your way out. Fifty nine likes, sixty seven people here. Really appreciate everybody that did that. Um. Do a better job. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get this up on um, Apple Podcasts and stuff tonight because YouTube has been doing a lot better job getting our stuff processed the night of, so we can have this stuff for the people that's gonna want to listen in the morning. So I'm gonna get that done for you guys tonight, and then um, make sure you check out Scumcast on um, Saturday at 8 p.m. with the lovely Ashley Luca, and uh, check out Brat Podcast on Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. with the homeboy Brat Enrique. Uh, B Money, Eric Jackson, and the homeboy Slomo Backslap. So always a great time when we're over there too. And like Slomo said, you guys have a great day. Enjoy those games because there's a lot of them. And stop wondering if Game Pass is ruining developers and publishers' games. That's definitely not a thing. So if anybody tells you anything other than that, other than Microsoft themselves, don't believe it. Or you got some numbers to back it up, I should say. But yeah, you got to have numbers. Got to have numbers to back it up first. <laughs> but you guys have a great week, and we'll talk to you guys on the next show. Peace. All right, we out.